Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am your host, Chris. I still have a sore throat, laryngitis, <laughs> uh, vagina cancer, whatever you want to call it, but it's in there. It's in the throat. It's sticky and uh, it's coming to you into your stereo holes. Oh, there we go. Joining me today is uh, a very sweaty looking Jamie. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I am sweaty. I'm tired. I'm all of the above. Um, and now I've got the idea of sticky vagina cancer ringing around in my head. So never been better to answer your question, Chris. Never been better. Well, good. And uh, also joining me today is the lovely Alex Jones, who has just come back from Japan after some serious auditioning for Bullet Club. How'd that go, uh, Jonesy? Really well, actually. Yeah, fantastic. Had a great time. Yeah? Yeah, Bullet Club number one. I don't think Josie knows what the bullet club is. No, 100% does not. I don't know what Bullet Club is. Like Japanese. Okay. No, I was going to say, what would Josie's professional wrestling gimmick be? Like, as a a wrestling thing. It's like technical Japanese wrestling. They have fingers in many pies, the Bullet Club. Many holes. I still have no idea what you're on about. What is it? What, like professional wrestling? It's like, like, yeah, it's like WWE like, wrestling? Yeah, like WWE style, but it's like... Like pretend wrestling. Never heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling? No. Come on, oh, Jersey. Not my bag. Get involved. See, hey. at some point, I think a lack of knowledge of a certain culture is inherently racist. So this is me putting Jonesy to shame. I'm putting Jonesy on the stake. I'm setting fire to him like Joan of Arc. Wow. Lack right, of so Japanese what I did knowledge. Was, I took a line, I got a globe, and I just drew a line, everything past kind of like, uh, I suppose, maybe the middle of like, uh, I'm not very good with latitude and longitude. No, like anything that was sort of like mid-Russia past, I just ignored. It's too much, too much Uh, going on. Known known Asian hater, Alex Jones. Australasia is it, Australasia doesn't exist to me, mate. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's not even. I, I don't. Ne- Nether news, Mickey J. They're all going to be very disappointed in you. Someone told me they're from Australia. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Austria, and they were kept saying Australia. I was like, I <laughs> that's a, that's a great way to piss an Australian off. Austria, Austria. <laughs> Where Hitler's from? Jesus, no. is that what? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the Austrians get away with that. It's far a claim too to fame. Easily. They just they go, oh, wasn't he German? <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine that being like what you're most... They must be so jealous that there's people out there like the Danish and people think, like, oh, what, what are the no, Danish known for? It's like Lego and pastry and stuff like that. What about Austria? Well, you know, there's, there's the Führer and... Uh, wow. Let, let's just swiftly just, move on. No, no, Austria, uh, well, they've saved it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the greatest, one of the greatest human beings ever to live. This so is true. They pulled that out of the bag. Yeah, they had to... They had to counterpoint Hitler with like. A Hang Uman. on, is this Jonesy's way of officially saying that if you go put them on a scale, that Arnold Schwarzenegger outweighs the atrocities committed by Hitler? Well, yeah, I mean uh, the for guy the, for the guy guy levels, levels it out. I mean, for the, the guy's country, like, Austria, that's why he's oh, so dude. big. Yeah, he needs that. That's why he needs that much mass. All right, well, listen, so fellas, we are not a uh, uh, an. <laughs> I don't even know where to take this. We're a gaming podcast, so just deal with it. We talk a lot of shit as you could probably tell. Uh, but Jamie, you did ask a very interesting question of Jonesy. What would Jonesy's wrestling oh, yeah. gimmick be? That's the thing, the question that Jonesy should have answered in that awkward silence he created yeah, earlier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you. I mean, I'm trying to host you. You guys are mm-hmm. making my life difficult. Come on. Chris, there's only so much you can do when you've got talent like this at your fingertips. 
Give, what's what? What? Give me a give me an idea of some other gimmicks because I haven't seen wrestling for a long time. I know that the Undertaker was obviously pretended right. to be an Undertaker. Kane had well, that weird mask and yeah, had mankind. With a sock I, I, I see. I see. Jamie is a bit of a mankind. Style. I thought I was Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, you are Bam Bam. Oh, well, or Tugboat. <laughs> tugboat <laughs> for one night only. <laughs> well, a good place to start is: Would you be a a face or a heel? Mm. I think I've got that I right. I feel I'd be. I think I'd be a, a, a face. I don't think I, I'd be. I feel like I feel like uh, Jonesy would be um, a power bottom. Okay, yeah. yeah. What was it? It was I, a, yeah. Rikishi. He just put his ass in people's faces. Maybe Jonesy's <laughs> yeah. like the skinny version of that, where all of a sudden the idea of the move is completely lost because he's not morbidly obese anymore, and now it's just like the implication he just wants other dudes to eat his ass. I mean, I like slam my ass into their face from the top rope. Big like, time. Yeah, no, it, to get uh, some momentum up, it's got it's got to be something with this kind of like, like if I think of Jonesy, if I just like clear my mind and I've got a Jonesy shaped box and I've got to put stuff in Jonesy shaped box, not like that, not sexual, just like you know, metaphorically. This is how speaking. all the best wrestling characters come about. <laughs> all right, someone I think, imagines a box in the shape. I think of, the of arguments and conspiracy theories. Oh, uh, okay. Do, do so, you know what I mean? like, like, hold on, hold on. Like the other Alex Jones. I mean, <laughs> so I could be the wrestling, my alter ego wrestling character could be Alex, like Alex Jones of, uh, you know, the famous one. I like Not it. Not the Welsh TV presenter. You're, yeah. What would your stage name be? The other Alex Jones? <laughs> no, we have to be something like uh, something else Welsh. That, the other, like, other Alex Jones. I don't know. Carwin Davis. <laughs> it's so good it's so random that it actually works like i, I can see vince yeah, mcmahon like smiling and nodding in approval in a bit in a you know meeting room right now yeah do, doing yeah, that meme where he's going like fucking on the chair like oh. yeah exactly that's that's, that's what he was reacting to who was he, alan jones was that the kid who sang the snowman song uh, uh yeah did he did he get oh, nonced or was he a nonce is there um, any nonce things going on there? I don't, don't think don't so. think we should go okay. down that that path of of, of uh, wordage. <laughs> We've already had uh, vagina, cancer, throat, and Hitler. So um, yeah, let's stick. True, clear true. I mean, the bar the bar is low, fellas. The bar is low. When has the um, bar ever been high? I guess is the question. You know what we or, try and are, do? <laughs> People don't understand this, but we we take a different stance where we try and do. Um, uh, what wow. Uh, we're trying to do lim- limbo dancing where the bar goes lower and lower and lower. Mm. And we're trying to see just how low it can go for all you limbo boys and girls. Limbo is the mm. only way to fly. Hell yeah, only way to fly. That oh, that's that's Jonesy's signature move. The only, the only way, way to, fly. to fly. Yeah. Don't ask me what Pass it is. First. But there we go. Do, what, what would your gimmick be, uh, Jamie? Did you almost forget my name there? A little bit. It's, <laughs> okay, it's very yeah. late. I'm very tired. Understandable. Um, no, because you know why? Because question. it's Jamie and Jonesy, and I don't want to call you Jonesy and then call Jamie Jonesy and Jonesy Jamie. I get so you. I've got to I like take a pause and make sure I'm saying the right Jamie. <sighs> I, know- I feel like Jamie should be in drag, and his name would be like Big Mama, and he would just and he's Big he's, Mama's house. He's Big Mama. What? No, not like Big Mama's house. And he comes out in like the you know really bad wig. Um, and like, it's, it's like half it's almost like what do you call it is it a harlequin that has half the clothes on one side and half the oh thing? yeah so he's oh half okay lady half guy 
and he's got two personalities and they're fighting each other. <laughs> they're fighting each know. other. I love I that. I don't know where this all came from, it, but I'm, yeah, I'm totally down for it. it, it it's almost and he fights like, himself as much as he fights the other people. It's like a two-headed ogre, right? And then the two-headed ogre argues with itself. I yeah. like it. That's quality. Okay. Yeah, That's true. Really because he, he is so strong and tough and big, he could destroy anyone. But the problem is he can't realise that fact because he keeps fighting himself. Wow, deep. I like this. It's deep. I feel it's like deep. this is also now just like a, a comic book origin story if ever I needed to tra- transition away from wrestling. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Well, what about, we, there's one. Hold on. We're missing out one person right here. <laughs> what is what would Chris? What would Chris's be? I feel like the WWE need a new leprechaun, don't they? Like, wow. You know, Thanks. you know, when Hornswoggle would come out from underneath the ring, like, I feel like that could be Chris's gimmick. This he hides underneath the ring. This is a bit unfair. This is a bit unfair. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I feel like I think in, I'm thinking Spartan. I'm thinking he needs to come out like a, in a little skirt with a shield, get, mm. grow the beard in some more. But that's a bit, okay, that's yeah. a bit obvious, though. That's a bit obvious. What about like. Oh, um. What if what if Chris became the uh, the human spear? No, the human javelin, and his sole purpose was to be thrown by other people. He would just like make a long, like thin, it. narrow shape, I'm, I'm and done he just that. wear he would that. just wear speedos, and he would be extremely oiled up, and he would just get hurled around. And he gonna, didn't have was, any moves; so other people had to throw him. I like it. two I, guys get onto the ropes, hold Chris above them, and then throw him down at someone else. So funny. The human spear. Oh, oh no, he, like he's, called, he's called Spearhead. That's that's spearhead. your name. I like it. Oh, is he yes. a, so is he a is he a heel or is he a, do you reckon Spearhead? See, I think he's considered neutral because really he's oh, just a right. tool to be used by mm. whoever. Oh, okay. Wow, thanks. So that's what I'm uh, resorted to. Much like a host of a podcast. Um, <laughs> that, that's interesting because then, may, Jamie, maybe you could be both a heel and a face. You're two different personalities. Oh, okay. Yes. Even even down to the point where one of them, like, is on one side, on one team, right? And one is on the other, so they're even, like, going, get, they, they sometimes get into, like, the... What's, what's the thing they do with the microphone where they sort of, you know, say, I'm coming for you uh, uh, on Tuesday night at Raw. But he could look sideways and do it for one team and then do it for the other way. For oh, the like, like, uh, like Lord of the Rings, the two towers, the Gollum effect. Ah, uh, yes. I love yeah. it. Or you could do that thing, you know, when people wear almost like a mirror halfway across their face and so it reflects the one half you can see and it looks like they've got the full face. Wow. You know, there's, the there's, there's, some, there's some trickery. Your inside. Um, oh, absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, this went weird, but okay. Very so strange. this was all one big sponsored segment for WWE Playgrounds <laughs> coming to PlayStation Plus subscribers this month. That's right. Oh, yeah. um, uh, yes, we are a gaming podcast and we are available on YouTube, and uh, podcasting platforms of your choice, as well as internet radio, paisleyradio.com, Thursdays at 10 p.m., repeats on Mondays. So go check it out. We do love our Paisley listeners. We love our Spotify listeners, our iTunes listeners, Google Podcast listeners. If you're listening on Stitcher, you can go fuck yourself. Go watch it on YouTube. Just, Ouch. Wow. just putting that out there. Okay. Stitch is one of those things that I've heard of, but I don't know what it is. Like, I've never looked at it. I know it's a thing. So, so Stitcher is actually a professional wrestler who, the, the gimmick, no, I'm joking. Yeah, the Stitcher. <laughs> He's the one who stitched Jamie together. Oh, I've got it. They call me the Weevil. The, the Weevil? weevil? Yeah, I just, Isn't that I just, like a weird little bug? Yeah, I just, I just get naked and swim around in your cereal. 
Cereal. Wait, do things do that in the cereal? Yeah, weevils. Like in your not not like bowl of cereal, like your cereal in the box. Let's just carry on to games, fellas. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So there there is something very interesting that's been going on in the gaming world now. It's obviously uh, post E three and pre EA Play. So we are going to have a bit of lull as news kind of trickles out. It is a little bit of a slow news week. But the news items we do have are interesting. And we're going to start off with one. Interesting, because we covered them all last week. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's developments of them, and that's why they're interesting. Well, then, no, they are. We, Jamie and I were saying briefly before the show that it's almost like um, these are the confirmations or these are like the real stories behind sort of some of the rumours and things that we were Basically, fellas, what you've got to understand is we break new ground. We are <laughs> at the forefront of gaming journalism and uh, integrity. All right, and it's it's reflected where you come back a second week, and we have confirmation on a lot of the shit that we were talking about. So you know, I'm I'm not going to apologize for being good at our jobs. Right? Fair enough. Yeah, don't need to. There we go. All right. (laughs) Well, the first thing that we can talk about, fellas, uh, before we you know get into some of the fun things, catch up on what we've been playing. But remember all those abandoned. Kojima Silent Hill rumors. Well, this Ooh, is a, yes. this is this is maybe puts a a fly in that ointment, if if you will, because Bloober Team, those guys behind uh, <laughs> fucking uh, uh, the Blair Witch, Medium. What was the other layers one? Of uh, layers fear. of fear? Layers of fear one and and two. Uh, Observer. Were they? Was that Bloober? Observer, not to be confused with Observation. Oh, um, I was thinking of observation when you said that. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. But anyway, those dudes, they uh horror developers extraordinaire, right? I, I enjoy their games. They're very atmospheric, very creepy. I don't. Th- well, that means that they're doing their job well. They terrify me. <laughs> but they've teamed up with Konami of all people to collab on a game. And the rumor goes, fellas, that it's a silent hill game. So there, mm-hmm. stick it in your pipe, shove that pipe up your pee hole. So other than that, what we've got to understand, like there's not a lot of news in terms of this, but it opens up some discussion because alongside this news, that's official. Konami and Blooper Team are working together, but what is unofficial, is just a confirmed rumor at this point, is it's a Silent Hill game, which kind of makes sense. It, it's like if yeah. Konami can't do it themselves, fucking let Blooper Team do it because they've got the horror pedigree. Now, another Silent Hill game's is allegedly in the works. Again, I said it last week, do not expect Kojima to be attached to it because that relationship is dead, okay? Mm. About as dead as dead people. It was like a bad breakup, let's just say. <laughs> it was. There was uh, no love lost. There's, um, yeah, it's not going to happen. Bad breakup, Jesus. There's a weird thing with this is that you almost feel like Everyone online is going, we want Silent Hill, we want Silent Hill, or Silent Hills, or whatever. And then Konami are like, yeah, we can do that. We can make it happen. And everyone's like, no, we don't want you to do it. What do you want? But no one else so can do it. Like, yeah. the, the, Konami no, do not dice around when it comes to inter- internet intellectual property, excuse me. Yeah. And as we already know, when it comes to series like Metal Gear or Castlevania, they would sooner make pachinko machines out of games than they would <laughs> let other people, you know, run away with their intellectual property. So... Yeah, this suggests true. that even after years of... Because do you remember that some people even thought at some point that Sony might be trying to buy Konami IP? And 
I don't know. Maybe right. this looks to me like Konami are not as out of video games as we once thought they were. I, I, I think they probably had a change of heart since we had heard famously about the idea that they were just doing pachinko. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they probably realize what a great back catalog they've got. Uh, there is some rumors swirling around about a Metal Gear Solid remake, which you know we might cover in a news seg- a news item a little bit later down in the podcast. But yeah, it's interesting. I, I, like I said, one thing is for sure: Kojima is going to be no part of it. Don't kid yourself in yeah. which way. Um, so w- with this news, there has been no mention of Kojima. Surprise, surprise. But on the kind of Kojima side of things, he's meant to be working with Microsoft on a cloud-based game. So again, kind mm. of further confirmation of stuff that we've heard before. Still confirmed rumors, but very interesting nonetheless. Yeah. And fucking who knows what's happening with Blue Box. Fucking Karaman was on camera, two videos almost in tears, saying, please guys, leave me alone. I'm, I'm not an actor. And they delayed it again, right? To August? Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah, this app that was, you download the app and it lets you play the trailer in real time on your yeah. PlayStation. But an interesting yeah. little wrinkle in this is that people have been checking out like, I don't know, change logs, whatever it is. And apparently that trailer app is loaded onto the PS network. And I guess they're just waiting to pull the trigger. It's meant to be mm. about roughly two gigabytes in size. So it's such a strange, like this is such an odd thing for such a small company to have been <laughs> able to like do as, as like a one of, you know, as, as the first people to do something like this is it's pretty weird. But, you know, I suppose if they came to Sony and they said, hey, we've got this good idea for this app which lets people watch trailers in real time, you can imagine they just went, oh, we haven't seen how No one's suggested that before. Yeah, it sounds like a cool thing. Yeah. Like, why not? So someone, I, I think weird. someone said it online, or maybe it was Jamie, actually, I don't know. But someone said, in a retort, to saying, like, why would uh, Sony let a small indie company get away with doing all of this kind of thing? You know, in the all conspiracy of, like, oh, it's a bigger company. And the retort was, well, Sony would probably bend over backwards for some pure PS5 exclusives at this point. Wow. So, you know, it, that was, that was not my, I, that was not my retort. I would not, <laughs> oh, I would not make that retort. I don't agree with that but retort. I, I still stand by my, my statement last week that, uh, abandons a fucking Kojima game. No, it I isn't. mean, it's, it I, I don't think there's, Nothing, a, I don't think it, there's any further evidence that's been established since that last half an hour long discussion that, um, that would have theoretically changed any of our minds, right? Like, well, there, there was that second Karaman video, I think, happened after we discussed it. Yeah, but that was just I, him saying, "Hey, sorry, it's not ready." Like, I don't know. I feel, if anything, that makes it less likely because that was him just sort of like buying more time and. <laughs> trying to delay the inevitable and I don't know. Well. There was, do you know what's weird about the the whole abandoned thing um, and what they, I can't remember the name of the company, what they've been called? Blue uh, Box. Blue Box. Blue Box Games. Um, it reminded me a little bit of, because so after E3 happened, um, it made, and they had the trailer for uh, Reloaded, was it? Um, which was, not Reloaded, what was, I can't remember. No, Re, 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 oh God. The game that looked like the, the last day, the last night. I can't remember what it was called. That one, um, yeah. I know, I know the yeah, game. What whatever. are you talking about? The pixel, the 2.5D pixel art sort of inspired thing. But it sort of made me wonder what happened to um, The Last Night. And I I went in down a bit of a hole and I was like looking into where that game was and what was happening with development. Um, and it was actually a really interesting story because it was um, uh, it was effectively that they, they'd got 
when they first released that trailer, they got so much interest, even though those were just like screens that they put together for E3, they weren't yeah. actually anything to do with the, the game. They were like the ideas behind it, that they had so much interest that the game got blown out massively out of proportions and ended up being, um, I suppose they had more money, more investment, more interest. They got a publisher on board. I think it was Raw Fury who are now not publishing the game anymore. They had yeah. a whole bunch of issues with, um, with production. And it kind of makes me wonder... Um, I wonder if about the whole abandoned thing with Sony was, yeah, like a little a situation where a small dev spoke to Sony and kind of things got a little bit not out of hand, but a little bit bigger than um than Blue Box thought they would, and now it's gone to an app that they're gonna release and it's gone to this and they've released this kind of they've sort of made things I don't know, blown things a little out of proportion with the whole Kojima thing by allowing it to sit and allowing it to fester in people's minds. Or and I wonder if it's Or it's Kojima. Okay, or it's Kojima. But no, do you know what I mean? I think often small companies and small teams can work together, but I don't think it is at all. Or, I think it's just a small company. Or, or none of, yeah, or none of the above. Like, it's just a small company. Like, I, no, but what, a, what I mean by that is people are saying it can't be Sony working with such a small company. Like, why would they do it? Why would they bend over backwards? Like, they're not. They're just working with a small company that have grabbed people's imaginations and now people are looking into it and kind of reading into it. Because one of the things I saw recently was that they're working with um, an art company. Sorry, yes, so, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. I'll, I'll get back around to it. Yeah, they've, um, a couple of the studios that they have outsourced work to um, have been sort of revealed. We, right. we we touched on both of them last yeah, week. Yeah, we did, yeah. And and they put out a video like, yes, we're working with uh, Blue Box yeah. Games. Um, and people sort of reading into that and they were listing other other titles that this company had worked on. But then you look at that, that company have worked on thousands of games. And it's just Hang on, you want like, to pick am out. I going crazy? What? Like, we, we're having Chris the same brought, discussion. Chris brought a news story about Bloober and Silent Hill and we're just making points that we made last week about a different studio working on a different game. Oh, no, I know. Like I'm losing the, the last. No, in the last week, I was reading into it a little bit, and it was. It did make me think. Um, you read in. You read into the stuff we had already discussed on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, like no more of it, and more of things that had happened. And it, like I said, it made me. It made me think about the last night and how this happens all the time with little companies, and how I think often you don't see what happens behind the scenes, and it just seems like this time around, people have gone a bit mental. Look, bit, I, I think it's what, cool though. It's fun. I, I think what it. needs to happen is Jonesy. You need to make finish off one of the myriad of gaming ideas that you've had, just to a point where you can sell well, it to, to make Sony an actual game and be like Sony, and yeah, see how go. it works. And then you just send out a tweet saying like, "Oh, you know, me and uh, Sony, yeah." Ooh. Uh, I won't yeah, tell you what my game is first. called, but it begins with S and ends in L. That <laughs> you let it, like you come up with games that you can fit into that, just so you can say it. <laughs> shit, hot, uh, shit, yeah. shit, shit, sexy shit. anal. I mean, he's kind of got it in one there. No pun intended. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah All right, look, okay, going back to this uh, Konami Bloomer. Bloomer? Bloomer. <laughs> oh, Jesus Bloomer. Christ. Bloomer's on my mind. Um, well, what do you think? Like, it, it kind of makes sense to me, but it's also kind of a bit well, of a question mark because Bloomer team, their, their horror titles don't tend to be like, there's a fucking monster chasing you. It's a lot more kind of psychological. Okay, to be fair, I haven't played the medium, so maybe that takes it a bit of a different step. But you know what I mean? Like there's there's, there's a very mm. kind of particular style that yeah. Bloober go for, and I wouldn't necessarily say that that's Silent Hill. But Well, the, uh, I think there's two elements to it, right? Because as you pointed out, the medium did 
explore and experiment with some of the ideas that were a little bit more traditional to that Silent Hill style gameplay, even yeah. to the point of having sort of fixed camera positions. And I don't think it went all the way to having tank controls, but it was very <laughs> reminiscent of those styles of games, um, albeit with their own twists on it. But the yeah. other thing you look at is even the games that have not uh, been, you know, particularly inspired, let's say, by old school horror games like Silent Hill, like the other games we mentioned, Layers of Fear and, and, and so on and so forth. They do have a little bit more in common with something like PT, which, you know, is that first person experience, that first person horror, that idea of maybe there is one big nasty thing that's kind of constantly stalking <laughs> you. Although obviously in PT, it's a lot more obscured and not really, you know, one-to-one in that sense. Yeah. And PT, of course, was the playable teaser for what was then Hideo Kojima's Silent Hills. So, you know, clearly, I think, I mean, Konami have set a precedent going back years now that they're willing to do some kind of uh, experimentation when it comes to the Silent Hills, Silent Hill, excuse me, IP. They just haven't yeah. had a game in that franchise for a long, long time. And the other thing you mentioned earlier is that if we believe everything we're hearing right now, and, you know, it's coming from pretty decent sources, there are two Silent Hill products being made simultaneously. And, you know, if it's Bloober making a first-person experience and a Japanese studio making a third, but I don't know if it's going to be as simple as that, but that could be an interesting way of working around it. I think at one point there was a rumor that Bloober were making something episodic, something uh, akin to the um, Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, oh, interesting. That, that was, again, this is going back now. And actually, I'm not, sorry, I know I'm rambling, but that's actually one interesting point I will make about this whole thing is that the links and rumors that tied Konami and Bloober team together have been around for months. So if there was one thing that I wanted to point out as being weird about this whole announcement, it's that Konami have come forward and said, yes, we are working with Bloober team, but we won't say what we're going to work on together. <laughs> and it, it, it's a bit like, let's say like six months ago, someone started a rumor that, you know, ATG, not, not we're not ATG anymore, are we? We're the super show. <laughs> <laughs> Only took me 78 episodes. Um, the, the Super Show, we're going to work with Technovo on... Uh, I, 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 fill in the blanks, you know, whatever. What would it give me an idea, Chris, off the top of your head? A stream. A stream. I don't know. A stream where we uh, ate chocolate cake. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> do do you just want chocolate cake? I mean, kind of. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> but yeah, but you do need the object because it's important to the point. So let's say the the rumor that everyone everyone was throwing around was that Super Show and Technovo are going to work together on a stream where they eat chocolate cake. And then months sure. later, we come out and be like, hey, just so everyone knows, we'd like to confirm we are working with Technovo on something, but we won't say what. It's like, hang on. No, sorry. That, yeah. You've just confirmed basically the whole rumor by only confirming part of it. Like... What else would you be working on? Anyway, that's my ramble kind of, over. Is, it, I, I get what you're saying. It is kind of a strange, like, why why drip free? Why drip feed the confirmation of the rumor when it's like the, right. the rumor is out there? But I don't know. Unless I part of it is purely because then it gives them a little bit of leeway. Should anything come up, do you know what I mean? If they suddenly turn around and go, actually, it's not really working out with Silent Hill. We don't want to do that. We're going to call it something else. Then they can say, hey, we never confirmed it. Well, oh, right. this, kind of, like, this kind of leads into one of my other points that I was going to make, all right? Everybody's really fucking excited about not only, say, the Bloober Team Konami collab, but also the fact that there are potentially two Silent Hill games coming. 
people mm. forget people forget something. You know, people have rose tinted glasses because people forget about Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> just because, <laughs> that is, just because it's got a good fucking name on it doesn't mean it's gonna be a good game. You know, yeah. and, and I'm sorry, I, I I really admire the Bloober team and what they've done. It's then, you you never know what's gonna fucking happen. But then like I don't know if you want to. Sorry, Jonesy. No, I was I was just going to say like Blueber Team do seem like a good um, a good sort of studio to be taking a Silent Hill game. Like I I actually for one I don't think there'd be a problem with it being more like a psychological horror. Um, I mean you know, that sort of thing. Silent Hills is psychological, but it is it, is, it but, adds in that element of action to it. I but there's a, I suppose there's a difference in because it's been so long since we've had like a you know a game from Silent Hill. I think it's a different generation now, and you can you can do a lot more than you could psychologically now, right? You can do a lot more of it. I th- I, but yeah, no, I, th- I think um, I don't think you should write it off. So Metal Gear Survive, yeah, sure, that was rubbish, but you can't just say just because it's. Canadian, all it's all I'm saying short. is, all I'm saying is, people need to fucking temper their expectations. Yeah, oh, people then, always need to temper them. If I, I could also, if I perhaps wanted to play the role of someone who refused to temper their expectations, you could say something <laughs> like Metal Gear Survive was a series that was very obviously pulled away from the clutches of its creator and the person who'd been attached to it the entire time and was also then internally developed within Konami at a time where they weren't really committed to the whole video game thing. You know, there's yeah. no reason to suggest that the yeah. Konami presence or the Konami IP will make Blueber team make bad games, even if I'm of the opinion that they haven't, they've yet to make a particularly phenomenal one that firing any yeah. shots. Well, I, I kind of get you. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep eyes on it and we'll see, we'll see how this news develops. All right, fellas, can I hit you with a comment of the week? Let's do it. Do it. All right. This week, it comes in from our main man, Bill Caesar, saying, this is genuinely the highlight of my entire week. That's in all caps. Then he's got a few dots, a few ellipses. Yes, the bar is that low. Speaking about lowering the bars, fellow. Yeah. You know. Limbo, Bill, limbo, come on. This limbo. episode especially, I feel like something's in the water tonight. I mean, I, I am drinking fucking Tropicana pineapple from the fucking Gen- carton. Do you know what I think isn't helping? I'm just going to you know throw it out because if we're not open amongst us three, then who are we open amongst? I think my internet might have shit the bed. I think I'm on a massive delay to you guys, and you I think are, I'm lagging. You are on a, you are lagging a decent amount. Yeah, I'll be yeah, honest. I, th- I'll, I, th- I'll, I, th- I knew something was going on. I knew something was going on. I'll be honest. I thought it was my connection. No, no I, you've, you've frozen a few times as well. There's been a bit where you're like, <laughs> well, there you go, folks. That's fucking podcasting under. Well, not even hey. quarantine. It was just remote. That's life. Uh, but yeah, so Bull Caesar does go on to say, I'm going to have a much needed chill time while I listen to your sultry, silky voices. Uh, he might be a few episodes behind because there's nothing fucking sultry or silky about this. I don't know, mate. I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah? Should, 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 we, should we just turn this into an ASMR podcast and I'll just like rasp? Jamie and I will take up smoking so we can be raspy as well. I can can get down for that, sure. Nice. Then Bull Caesar ends it off by saying, thank you guys. Didn't even realize it was Friday until this dropped. So we are providing a service, everybody. We are like, (laughs) you know, uh, what's the fucking word? A marker to your weekend good vibes. 
the start of the weekend. I kind of have that too, where I don't know it's Thursday until... Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello. He's back. He's, He's back. back. Sorry, yeah, he, he was so frozen. Much. I was just like, you know, when people freeze on, on, on Fucking calls, hell, man. you just kind of like keep quiet and you try and... Wait for oh. them to come back and you try and pick up the pieces, but you were gone for a big chunk of time there, buddy. But then the, the, yeah. thing, the other thing that people don't know is that we can bring up internet issues and little connectivity things now, but we'll have a little laugh about it. They don't know the troubleshooting we had before this, but they don't know that I've been <laughs> trying to wrestle with my computer for about five hours now in real time <laughs> because of all kinds of problems. And you just want to sit down at night and talk to your bros about video games and things don't go your way. Where's the where, true. You know, What do we do to deserve this? I blame Boris Johnson. No, I'm joking. I don't know. I don't know who to blame. I'm over it. I mean, Jamie, you probably shouldn't have kicked all those dogs. That's what I'm going to say. Is uh, this karma? Maybe. Might be karma. Maybe. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, Bill. Um, you know, like, I don't know what to say. We, 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 are, we are great, and we're out on Fridays. Start your weekend off right. With, uh, Is it really a bad that I've... I love the idea. Like I know he's, I know he's just sort of being nice. I love the idea. It's a highlight for his week, and that we can be that for him. And Bill, I hope I'm glad you enjoy it. I, I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily believe him because then that no, I don't. Know. Th- then he's <laughs> being absolutely, absolutely correct about the bar being that low. <laughs> I absolutely believe Bill, and I'll also say that mm. I sometimes don't realise it's Thursday until it's time <laughs> to record. So. That's something we all can we all have in common, right? Like, yeah. The, the worst true. is when all three of us forget it's Thursday, <laughs> and then there's like a very panicked uh, uh, <gasps> group message session going. Oh fuck, guys! What? When are we going to record this? What are we going to do? Oh my god! Ah, panic stations. But hey, panic stations, we managed it, always. right? And we're going to keep on managing it. And the reason we're going to keep on managing it is because this show is brought to you not by us. We don't bring you this show. We're just voices on it, faces. But the real people that bring you the show are our generous patrons over at patreon.com forward slash super show. Go check it out. You could help us improve, get better, be the best super show that we could be. Maybe with enough help, we could be the super duper show. Just just, just going to put it out there. I'm not above a name change. All right. But we do have some very special people that we do need to throw our thanks their way. And I'm, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and the big boys, Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you, big boys. Thank you, I, I don't know, little boys. Thank you, all the boys. Just oh, of... Someone clip that bad boy. Oh, there we go. Bad boys and good boys. Let's take you home to daddy. All right, fellas. Enough of the uh, Patreon talk, but, you know, go, go support us. <laughs> Jamie's just holding his head. Um, let's, I'll tell you what, Jamie, seeing as you're holding your head, why don't you just tell us what you've been playing, buddy? Let's move <laughs> it swiftly along. Okay. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to do something I never thought I'd do. On this uh, on this here podcast, I'm gonna have a shout out to a mobile game. Um, wow! See, you know, Jones, Jonesy's cringing, but I'm making an exception for it because it's my favourite mobile game of all time. If you haven't played Raid Shadow Legends, you need to get on there. <laughs> That's right, folks. The second sponsored segment of the week. Um, 
No, so in all seriousness, I, I I don't know how many people out there are still subscribed or if they ever even were subscribed to Apple Arcade. Um, oh, but I, I know am. what you're going to say. I think I know what you're going to say. Oh, okay. Let's see if this goes the way you think it is. Uh, so basically, Apple Arcade has kind of been struggling for, a, well, I was about to say a little while, but pretty much its entire existence. Good, good batch of games at launch and basically fuck all <laughs> since. And what they've taken to doing recently is essentially offering repackaged and in some cases slightly enhanced versions of classic games in classic classic games that maybe over the course of the way that you know the Apple Store and and mobile gaming in general developed got tainted a little bit you know um so some examples are uh, angry birds is a classic example okay. some people might remember cut the rope um yeah, some cut people the rope was might, quality there you go some people might just want to play a simple game of solitaire well, essentially, what's Flappy happened? Flappy Bird was that one as well. Flappy Bird. Flappy yeah. Bird. I don't think that's one that they're Ooh, doing. Fr- but are they doing Fruit Ninja? I'd be all over that. They, they've Ninja. done. They've already. They've already done Fruit Ninja. Fruit so, Ninja, but you great. guys have kind of got the picture already. These are all games that I think people worry now. If you go back to them, they're going to be filled with ads and or microtransactions, or they're just not going to look like what you remember them looking like. And so, Apple Arcade, kind of genius, really, is going back and basically just saying like, hey. Here's kind of just these games, how you remember them. Here's the first version of this game with no ads and no microtransactions, and it's just the game. Um, And that's a really cool initiative, especially when you think of things like Solitaire. It's really hard to just play an ad-free version of Solitaire on the Apple App Store. I don't know about Android, but yeah. Anyway, to get to the point, they have given this treatment to, uh, again, my my favorite game, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it's a game called Game Dev Story by uh, 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 made by Kairosoft. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's a very sort of strange, poorly translated <laughs> Japanese <laughs> management sim where you run a, a, a game studio up from uh, four employees all the way up to eight employees and make games that go on to sell tens of millions of copies and make you hundreds of millions of dollars and... It's uh, kind of simple and it's janky and Apple haven't really touched it up in any way so that you know spelling mistakes are still there and the workarounds to kind of perfect the game as quickly as possible are still there. But that's part of the charm. That's part of why I fell in love with it so many years ago. Kairosoft are another studio that, uh, as they kept growing and kept making similar games to Game Dev Story, um, they... Uh, they didn't necessarily lose their way, but they started to make more free-to-play titles and and you know, elements well, they, of microtransactions started to sneak in. They followed the industry. They followed the industry. Um, and uh, uh, Game Dev Story was like, for me, it was like the, the bastion of the first game I ever played that they made before the industry had gone in that direction. And to have it back now and you know have it fit the full screen on these ridiculous-sized phones nowadays, um, that's been one of the things I've been enjoying whilst... I have had my phone on my person. Wow. How about that? I've played wow. a couple of other bits and pieces, but I just don't have, really have anything significant to talk about. Like, I'm still playing Mass Effect, but you don't need to hear about Mass Effect. I played a, a, a few bits and pieces, actually, that uh, arrived on Game Pass this past week because right. I'm you know still trying to find little things to plug gaps here and there. That's not still, a still sexual thing. Still not Psychonauts, thing. though. Because well, Psychonauts isn't a, pl- a, a plug gapper. Psychonauts... To give it its due, and to give you your due, Chris, I want to fucking give it some time. I want to finish that game. Like, I'm going to play and finish Psychonauts, but, like, I'm not going to launch Psychonauts because I've got half an hour free. That's not the way my yeah, brain yeah, works. Yeah, that's, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Um, 
But I'm not going to bore people by telling them about games that I've already told them about. So that is me for this week. Thank you. That's fair. All right, go on, Jonesy. What you got? What you been playing? I'll keep it brief. I'll keep it brief. I dipped my toe back into uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, did you now? I did. And the reason I did it was because I got a new graphics card and I think you guys know that I was waiting to play uh, Cyberpunk on the upgraded version when it came out to next gen, um, hopefully still, uh, the back end of this year, (laughs) but probably not. Um, No, and I think we were actually having a conversation about it. I think it was Jamie that said like, and I'd already thought it, but I hadn't, I, I didn't want to do it really. But Jamie was like, it's never going to be better than the PC version. So what, like, why are you waiting? Yeah. And I was like, I know, but I feel like, I feel like I owed it to, I don't know, CD Projekt to wait. But I was like, you know, it's so trash. It's ridiculous. Even the, <laughs> the it's not never going to be as good. I've got a 3070 Ti now. Let's, let's get it. And it was 30 quid, um, which okay. is not bad. Uh, so I installed that and I played a little bit and that is hold on Jesse before you carry on I I just thought of something you might be the only person that bought that game this month and whoever's sat there at CD Projekt whoever sat there at CD Projekt Red kind of like waiting to see the the sales just kind of gets a notification on their on their (laughs) computer or their phone or something saying like one sale and then they just break down in tears of joy You've done that, Betty. You, you've brightened someone's day, Hopefully. so you should feel good about yourself. You stopped a Polish man jumping, Jonesy. <laughs> Hopefully. Hey, if I can be of service. But, but like, do you know what? That game is a phenomenally good-looking game, and I've already obviously already played it um, up to... I've, I think I've put about six or seven hours in originally, uh, so I'm, I'm starting, obviously, all over again. Um, but it is nice to play it through on a stupidly high setting with ray tracing turned on and more people knocking around and just more stuff like happening and um yeah like i'm 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 looking forward to actually getting and putting some serious time into it so. does, did you did, did you choose a different life path or did you did you do I the did. same thing okay no good. i chose a different life path thank god i chose the out out was it outrider outrider nomad. outlander nomad that's what it's called nomad. that's why i chose nomad as so as someone who had a fair amount of bugs when you played it at launch on PlayStation 5 as, in backwards compatibility mode, has it been a noticeably, like, I'm not going to call it a bug-free experience, but have you noticed a, re- a reduction in the number of bugs you're experiencing kind of moment to moment? I would say, I'm trying to think, I would say it's been bug-free. Um Okay. It's pretty much got to be right with all the patches that they've had I since. mean, you'd no, hope, like, they're, I hope they're closer I, because the things I think you noticed there was there were bugs constantly when I you know I, there were low there were literally tiny tiny little bugs strewn throughout when I played it originally so no but I, I haven't played much into it I've, I've probably put like a couple an hour or so into it um, I've just finished the um, sort of the prologue where you meet up with Jackie and you save the uh, I'm sure people saw the, the mission that you do at the very beginning where you save the woman in the bathtub and you take her out into the, oh, um, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. area and the, the medivac team come and get her and stuff so I've played all of that and I've driven through Night City with Jackie and I've I've just finished all of that and so now I'm in my apartment oh, and I'm ready man. to sort of get into the game Jackie um, you got me you got me Jackie you got me yeah but it's uh, no and, I'm, I'm, and it looks fantastic and I'm really keen to sort of get back into it and um and, and have another go but I won't carry on about Cyberpunk because everyone's had us talk about it a thousand times I did <laughs> however because I am a, I'm easily influenced and <laughs> I watched Chris play some Chivalry 2 on his VOD because I couldn't make it to the live stream and I thought okay like this game looks like a lot of fun let me get in and play this I have played 
I'm going to guess about five hours of Chivalry 2 to this point. Decent. Decent. Nice. It is a lot of fun. Um, I've had a lot more fun than I ever had with like Mordow in the half an hour that I spent with Mordow. Um, it's well, an interesting why game. Do you think, why do you think that is? Do you think you're just giving it more I'm, of a chance or? I think it's given it more of a chance. And I think is that I got it like pretty, pretty quickly. Like, cause I'd seen you play a little bit and it was, it's much more accessible in, I don't think Mordow made me feel in the same way. Uh, let me let me set the scene for the people who haven't seen Chivalry 2. Um, a lot of the battles that you start, you start like in two rows of um, people. So there's like <laughs> 32 people on each team. And there's a guy standing in front of you, like giving you a little speech. And he'll say like, we're not going to let them come and take this from us. We're going to... It's almost <laughs> like from a movie, right? Yeah, and then the yeah. other team are doing the same thing. They're having their little speech. And the, the, mich- the, the map starts where you like run at each other screaming. And you can, you know, and that for me was like, oh, wicked. So my <laughs> our mission is... We're the blue guys. We've got to stop them taking the fort. They're the red guys. They've got to take the fort. And then every other map just comes off the back of that. So it's it. And yeah. then you get pushed back to another waypoint. So if you lose the gate, you might get pushed back to the courtyard. And if you lose the courtyard, you get pushed back to like the trebuchets and you got to protect them. It just feels a bit more structured. And I, I quite like the way that it, it does that. Yeah. Sorry, not, like not, 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 not to jump the gun here, but just to confirm, uh, uh, the objective is to kill as many of your teammates as possible, right? No, the objective is usually not that. The objective is actually oh. definitively not that. The objective is... Um, so yeah, he didn't uh, pick it up. He didn't pick it up. No, sorry, I've been watching Chris's street. I, I, my bad. Oh, sorry. Was that what Chris does? He just tries to kill everyone. <laughs> I watched... I, watched, I, got, I, I watched, him swinging. He goes in swinging. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Do you know what? He, 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 every, oh, thru- every, thrust, every thrust and every swing is a committed one. It is it is made with the intent to kill, and if you get in, it's when in the Simpsons, they, Chris is going to do this, and if you get in his way, it's your fault. <laughs> I do, think do, he did all right on his do, do you know, I, do when I had the vod, I thought he did okay. I also thought I did okay. Fuck you, Jamie. you did. You did. Fu- I, I'm not. I, bro, I think I'm, I only I'm, ever I'm, killed one ally. Like our you didn't. I, full full oh, full I transparency. Full transparency. <laughs> I didn't actually. Allies. I didn't actually see Chris kill a single ally. Full transparency. I was just making a joke at the expense of <laughs> but team you, damage. I guess. To but be jo- fair, Josie, so- Josie, so what, what I love doing is I love running in, and if you run in fast enough, and I think, I, I don't know if it's with all classes, but as the knight, you can tackle someone. Yes, yeah. Right? So I, I go in and I tackle, but if I can't tackle, I run in, I do my war cry where he goes, Rah! and I do my, like, the heavy attack, the Q attack. Yeah. And he kind of like leads up and then fucking smacks someone on the head with a hammer. And usually what happens is I'm beeline straight for the enemy. But because I'm so far away and it takes such a long swing up. Yeah. <laughs> that an ally just kind of walks in front of me trying to and attack the guy and out. I just knock him on the head. <laughs> I'm doing this, it's so easy to hit your allies. It is ridiculously but that, easy. But that's the fun of it though, right? Yeah, because you, do, you, kinda... you do have to be picky about where you... Point or just po- hit your allies, like, you know, yeah. just, just or hit your allies. You don't do as much damage to your allies. You might do 10 damage to an ally, 40 damage to uh, yeah. an enemy. So yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. Too bad. But when I watched, when I watched Chris play it, like, I was still very, I didn't really know what was going on. So he was, <laughs> it just looked fun. And then when I was like, oh, okay, I get what's going on. I'm not going to, I'm a pretty sick archer in the game now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing actually a bit earlier today. And I think uh, a bit yesterday, I think I played a little bit. Um and the way that the different classes work, it's 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 a fun ass game. And the fact that you can, uh, the way you can swing the swords around, the way. So I, let me, I will say my little thing when you say about running in. I have yeah. already, I've developed my own way of doing it as well. I am a vanguard. He's got two okay. primaries, so I have an axe and a sword. 
right? You run in and just before you get to the line, I throw my axe in the face, <laughs> in the person's face who's running at me and it takes out so many people. Yeah, because it's and then you pull out your sword and then you just go and swing and, and it is yeah. wicked. Killing people that are coming at you as you're going at them and they don't expect it and you just dash an axe into their head is wicked. But how so how crazy fun. is it when like you it, it, it's almost like if you run in somewhere and all of a sudden you get surrounded by enemies, you're like, fuck, what am I gonna do? But then you're playing and you see your team, like three or four people gangbanging one of the other uh one of the enemies, and you go in and then that guy's just fucking holding his own and you're like Oh my god! Yeah. So how is this person? Yeah, doing but it? it's like moments like that that just make the game so fucking fun. You, we talked about it actually. When I think when we spoke when we spoke about Shivery a couple of weeks ago, and we spoke about Mordhau, and I sort of said one of my problems with that sort of game is it's not fun. And I think Jamie was like, "Well, the problem is you shit." And I was like, yeah, "That <laughs> is probably the problem." But somehow this, Chivalry 2 does a better. I never played Chivalry One, but does a better job of giving you moments of um, like where you just get trashed on and you get taken out. And it's like, oh, how did I do that? And then you respawn and you go back in and someone takes you out like straight yeah. away. I, I kind of feel... This sucks. Yeah, I, I think chivalry is more streamlined than Mordhau. But, but I, I will say this though. Mordhau, if you imagine a scale, okay, for trying to speak it out and, as well as show it on screen. But if you imagine a scale left to right, all right, and on the left is like um, you're having the shittest time and on the right is you're having the best time because of all the chaos that's going around, right? Yeah. I, I feel that Mordhau's timeline of that is a lot wider whereas chivalry is a lot kind of closer together so you're not going to have many shit times but at the same time you're not going to have those fucking i'm a fucking god moments okay i I always found it it's a little bit more centered i I feel i felt with mordhau i felt like i was kind of crap and i was just getting dicked on by much better players a lot yeah because the spectrum was a lot a lot wider so you were further away from the fun Whereas, but then I would, but in this, I I do get I do get my head chopped off, uh, my arms lopped off by a number <laughs> of people. But then I'll have sections where I'm defending from three different people, and I manage to kill two of them. And I'm yeah, like, this game yeah. is quality. Yes, yeah, so, so and you much get fun. that, and then you get that moment, and you leap off of a rampart with your axe and smack in someone's head, and you're like, oh, this is wicked. Oh, well, and you do get some of those really cool moments. Um, yeah, for, for me, uh, it's, there are, it does have a few. Like they do need yeah. to polish it up. It has got a number of issues. It's, it's almost yeah, more like yeah. something in. Um, uh, early access I think at this point it does need a, a decent amount of work uh, yeah. maybe that's unfair to say early access but it needs it does need a lot of polish and the menu stuff and there's a lot of weirdness with customizations and things and they need more armor like armors and yeah. uh, cosmetics in that game as well because at the moment they're kind of a bit not like they're fine but there's just not much range that for them for you to I think I think it's, get invested it's, in. I think it's selling really well for you know comparatively um, and I think they have committed to a number of updates over multiple years, so right. they're, they're in it for the long haul for sure. They've got a they've got a game plan. They've got a roadmap. Okay, you know, I, I actually had a look at the, a bit of the roadmap because I did wonder, like, are they going to work on like cosmetics? Are they going to work on menu structure? And apparently they are. So that's cool. Yeah. But it it seems it's pretty solid. You can get in and have a good time. I get freezes all the time, which is really annoying. I don't know if this is a common what, like, problem for micro stutters. Uh, yeah, but they'll last like maybe three seconds. Oh, weird. So you'll be pl- so you'll be playing, and then it'll just freeze for three seconds, and then it'll carry on as as like nothing happens. Full happened. on freeze, like zero. Full on fr- freeze, like zero FPS. Zero FPS, and even to the point where I was pulling up, um, I was trying to make sure that everything was working fine. And I've not had that of any other game, so I know I know yeah. it's not like. Uh, I, I, you see, I, I haven't experienced that when, when I when I streamed it. It didn't go well because 
on my laptop was just kind of chugging a bit with the streaming and I was had another monitor connected, blah, blah, blah. It just, it, it was really kind of struggling. And what was happening was my frame rate was so variable. As soon as right. three people would come and attack me, it just like dip. Um, so that made it quite difficult to kind of play the game. Uh, I am on 4K ultra settings with, uh, and it is, it looks, it, look, it does look sick. It's a good looking game, especially with all that armor and the dents and the dings. Very cool. <laughs> Yes, yeah, but no, yeah. So that I've had a lot of fun with that, but yeah, very cool. Nice. Thank well, you for the uh, doing the stream. Thank you for the recommendation. And, uh, hell yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. My pleasure. But yeah, I've, obviously, I've also been playing Chivalry too. I've also been playing Cyberpunk. Ah, <laughs> you two are in sync this month. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of strange, this week. Isn't it? Sorry, <laughs> this, this month. Oh, it's getting into. Yeah, da- dangerous territory. There, <laughs> we don't need to talk about syncing up months. So stick, <laughs> stick to weeks. Um, but yeah, I just. Off the back of our discussion the last week or two, where we were talking about Cyberpunk and like, hey, like, you know, they'd released the new patch and, and I thought, you know what? Screw it. If I've got some time, let me let me check it out. And I'm as conflicted about that game as ever, if I'm honest. Like launching it up and, and I think the, the team that did the best amount of work for that game is the sound design and the music team. Because that that as soon as you load up the game, those fucking sound effects get you amped up to play the game, and then you play the game, and everything just feels and is so satisfying, and it's also cohesive. It just kind of pushes you on. But then, as we've mentioned before, some of the game systems are pretty lacking, um, and and it, it 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 gets to a point where the story is good, the gunplay is good, the driving is shit, the pacing is shit. And and it's almost like it's a push pull. It's a push pull. I'm I'm very conflicted. I like the game overall. I will say, are there that. more push? Are there more pushes or pulls? <laughs> I mean, I I think it's hard to tell at this point. If I'm being completely honest right. with myself, I didn't stop because there were more pushes than pulls. I just stopped because D- distracted boyfriend meme, whatever it was, something right. else caught yeah. my attention, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna. Pivot. There was a fly in the room at the time, and yeah, exactly something. Yeah, right. Um, I think it's an issue with open world games in general. Like I experienced that where it's much easier to be distracted by other things when you're playing an open world game because it's because it's so expansive and it's like you have to get in and want to play it. And sometimes uh, if you don't think I want to get in and play it right now, it's easy to be distracted by. I think, stuff. I think, I think the problem is because I'm not like that usually, like Skyrim or uh, Fallout Four. As an example, when those games came out, I kind of jumped into them until like I'd been playing for over a hundred hours. Do you know what I mean? Like every every and, and Breath of the Wild as well. I turn to my wife and say, "You're going to be a Breath of the Wild widow for a month. Were <laughs> you going to be a Fallout widow? You know, whatever." And when Cyberpunk came out, I said, "You're going to be a Cyberpunk widow because I'm going to get fucking delve into this." But I think the issue is that Cyberpunk is an open world RPG where the RPG element of it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. And it's not it's not good enough to push you into that mindset of I'm going to inhabit this world. For me personally. Some right. people may see it other differently, but I just feel like the like they could have taken the RPG elements out of that and the game would be pretty much the same. I don't think RPG elements add all that much to it. I know it sounds weird to say there was a, right. no, I think you're right. There was there was a, starting the game again. The really one of the really strange things is how 
uh, in your face the the fact that elements that were supposed to be in the game that aren't in the game but are mentioned and referenced in yeah, the game, yeah. which is so weird. Like um, the first one of the first things in your apartment you do is you pick up the brain dance from the table, and it like gives you a little lowdown of what a brain dance is. Yeah, um, and it's all oh, this, and you're like, oh, but you can't actually play them. But that was supposed to be in the original game, right? You were supposed to be yeah, able to yeah. find brain dance to play them. You get told that you can access your uh, what's it called your 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 stack or your stash or whatever it's called from your safe houses. And you're like, yeah. but there aren't safe houses. There's yes, one just apartment. one apartment, which you hardly ever go to. Like, but it's it. in the dialogue of like, yeah. you can access it from your safe houses. And you're like, so, so they didn't even change the dialogue. Yeah. Can, can I tell you the other issue I have with it, right? In, in an RPG game, I don't know if, like a standard RPG game, I don't know if you guys are like this. You do a mission, you clear out a mob, whatever it might be, and you've got all this loot. And you look at the loot and you're like, oh, this is cool. Oh, let me have a look at this. Let me have a look at that. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me mix and match and blah, blah, blah. What happened, what's been happening to me, this this coming back to cyberpunk, I'm picking up all these things, but I never go to look at them. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit about their RPG elements other than say, is this a high DPS? Is this a high armor? I don't care. You know, it, it's not yeah. like, it's not like, it's not like trying to find synergies between, you know, like, 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 Okay, let me put it this way. Like, you take a game like Borderlands, where, you're, <clears throat> where your gun can have, like, poison damage or fire damage or whatever it is, and it's like, you think about what kind of build you want to go for. The same thing is kind of present in Cyberpunk, but you don't care about it. I don't care if my shots are corrosive or if they set the guys on fire. Maybe it's because you don't notice it that much. I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's very odd. Very kind of like then, disconcerting. It, it could how could that just speak to kind of your relationship with the game and sort of where you're at with it mentally with the design. That's, because that's what like, I'm trying to get at. Like you mentioned, sort of, you know, the Skyrims and the Fallout's of the world. I don't know that I give much thought. To, you know, when if I'm choosing my uh, you know, what I'm wearing in a Fallout game. It's that exact same thing as Cyberpunk, where it's like a kind of a cross between the inherent armor value of the the item itself and whether or not I look like I've just crawled out of a trash can. You know, like, obviously, as you point... You you, you use the Borderlands example of, like, yes, there are variables that you can add. But at the same time, like, it's... uh, Again, this is as someone who has not played the game, I've got to clarify. So this is these are questions and not me, you know, trying to... Yeah, yeah you know, weasel in my own opinion. But I'm, I'm just curious as to, like, to what extent Cyberpunk is kind of, like, criticised for having light RPG elements that we were so we're almost bored by now because they were co-opted by so many other games, almost every game in the fucking existence over the last no, I, decade. I, I, just think, I just think that is poorly implemented. I don't necessarily but like, think it's okay. like, I don't what's, think it's like RPG for, uh, system fatigue that I've got. Okay. I certainly don't have that. It's just it's just poorly implemented in a way that is not, like, not exciting. I do, I guess what I'm saying is I I don't know what and maybe again maybe this could be treated as a question if if you feel like um mm. you have any ideas but like what what could it have done different? Okay, fair enough. It's it's a that's a big question with big like, answers, right? Like I'm on the I'm on the verge of wrapping up what some consider to be the best trilogy of RPGs in the last two decades, and I can tell you they don't have anywhere near as much you know <laughs> customization and choice and sort of role playing mechanics no, as the I, game I guess, we're talking about now. I guess about the now. point is this, right? 
is cyberpunk wants those like deep rpg elements okay right whereas like let's say maybe mass effect they they were okay with kind of stepping back from those deep rpg elements okay so they put emphasis on other areas yeah yeah, exactly exactly it's not like a diss or anything yeah it's almost like cyberpunk wanted these deep rpg elements but then the systems in place within the game don't take advantage of that and don't utilize that so therefore Mm -hmm. There's no coherency in it, which makes you not really care that much. Right. Okay. Okay. Like this is where I bring up the Borderlands thing. A Borderlands, you pick up a gun and you can feel the uniqueness of that gun, whether it's like corrosive shots or flame shots, whatever it might be. Okay. Um, And you can see. I love the uh, the example of Borderlands because I can't stand the gun system in Borderlands. Okay. You know what? (laughs) Absolutely. No, I get the point though. I get what you mean though. Yeah. You could use Diablo as well as an example. Like any kind of. Okay. Use Division. Okay. Because I I, I would argue that Division, in terms of their like loot, still falls a little bit flat for me. But that's. I know that that's just me. I think a lot of people enjoy it. But you can kind of see an understanding of how all of their systems work together to help you get enjoyment from the game. But, right. But like the cyberpunk doesn't really, it's just, it, sometimes the RPG elements feel like a chore, right? In, in terms of like skills, let's say, is like, is this really making any difference? I can't tell any difference that I'm making with my skill points or, right. or with picking up the guns. I don't care. Because I think I know what you mean in some respect. Like, I think one of the things Cyberpunk for me doesn't do versus what I think it could do is it didn't make me sort of like fall in love with one system and utilize that system. It kind yeah. of made me a little bit beige to most of the systems. Whereas often I think games with RPG elements make you sort of like really get to grips with one system. Like if you're really into crafting, then you really utilize the crafting system and it doesn't matter that you don't really pay much attention to some of the other areas. So I, I suppose like Mass Effect although it's not the same, like I genuinely would walk around my ship talking to the little character, the other characters. And when I went into missions, I would actually consider who would be the best teammate to take with me. And I think that made, so it made me invest like Mass Effect 2, I'm thinking specifically of, it made me invest in the mission structure yeah, and who I was yeah. going to take. And was I going to take Jack with me? Or but, was but I gonna you, take- you didn't think twice about, or, or, or up to a certain point, you didn't think twice about what weapon they took. No, it's more about them. So I'm, I'm saying like there were certain elements to the game that that I grabbed onto and were like, oh, this is really cool. I really like being able to. But then I kind of get what Chris means about cyberpunk is a bit more nothing. Like the crafting is a bit wishy-washy. The skill point thing is a little bit, sometimes you're like, I don't really care where I put that skill point. Like after a certain point, you unlock a skill and you go, do I care about 12% more of this? The gun thing, I'm a, I get what you mean, although I'm a little bit, I'm not great on gun systems in games anyway, like Outlanders where you can go, it's the same shotgun, but it does a slightly more damage. So I just get rid of everyone that's exactly the same. Keep that one, get rid of all the others, sell this, sell that. And Cyberpunk for me was kind of like that. Like I had an auto rifle, I had a shotgun and I, you know, like a pistol and a samurai sword. And if I yeah. got one that had slightly a deep, more DPS, I just put that one in the slot and keep that. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't like yeah. go, oh, but what I, cool I, I, fancy I, I, side things is it going? I guess the thing I'm thinking is that like, I'm trying to think of how many games the sentence you just said doesn't apply to. Yeah, I think like, you're probably right. You swap out auto rifle for steel sword, and we're for talking me, yeah. about so many games. You know, you know. 
No, I think I agree with you, Jamie. I'm saying like for the gun system, for me, it's the same in so many RPGs. I don't, right. I've never played an RPG where I go, I'm really into this. Like this was like Borderlands. I used to hate going, <laughs> I've got a sniper rifle but then that's, that's made by this company and it's got this thing and then you find another sniper then, rifle. That's funny to me because because Chris is right. Like Borderlands is the perfect example of a game that makes guns totally unique. Like, yeah. it, so does, you don't, it does. You don't, it sounds like you don't like either system. <laughs> No, the my issue with Borderlands was that they've the way they sold it as we have millions of guns, and then the way mm-hmm. it actually worked in impl- implementation was you had every variation along a line from one you liked to one you didn't, and then they had every little variation in yeah. between, and you used to just switch like a flame weapon for what when you're to fight one type of enemy to a different sort of a, to an a, uh, what do you mean acid for a different one. Oh, now I've got a sniper that's got a slightly different thing or a slightly different this. It I worked. I it worked. It worked when you had like a setup, but then you, when you found everything that was ever so slightly different, I was like, "It's not a different gun." It's basically I mean, I, the same. maybe that maybe that was your experience, but I, I, from what I remember of playing through Borderlands Three, whenever it was two years ago, I, I would not describe my experience as constantly picking up weapons that were marginally different to the weapon before it. I, I think the variety was pretty impressive. Yeah. You Personally. then had you then had like one that was really different. You'd get something which was completely different, and you'd be like, "Oh, this is really cool." But it almost made me more annoyed when I got a marginal difference in a in a gun case. I open the case, and it's got like one DPS better, and you're like, "Uh, but it does something else. Like the sh- the fire rate slightly less. Do I want to swap it?" And I'd be there going, <laughs> hmm. "You're you're, you're sounding yeah. increasingly hard to please, Mister Jones." Oh, I think I'm get as I'm getting older. I think I am getting much worse as well. All right. Well, anyway, look, that that's that's. Do you know I'm, what? Actually, I fixed it. I know how what what CD Projekt Red need to do to make <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven the Jonesy version. Yeah, God. So you run up on a gang. Yeah. You don't get your gun out. No. You don't start shooting straight away. They don't start shooting at you. Instead, you stand on opposite sides of that little area. You do a big rousing speech, and then you charge each other with a button specifically <laughs> designed to let you shout. And maybe, maybe you know what? A, a few thrown axes in there. And we might be talking about Jonesy's Night City coming to life. Do you know what? Chivalry has numbers coming out of heads and I don't hate it. (laughs) Oh, Jonesy, actually, that's the thing. Uh, Did you see that there's... um, Yes, I know what you're going to say, I think. Ratchet and Clank. Yes, Ratchet and Clank (laughs) has the option to make numbers come out of heads. So Chris and Ratchet and Clank, there are collectibles that give you basically certain cheats. They're not quite like cheats, but they're basically different modes. And one of them is RPG mode. And if you turn it on, it shows you the numbers. That's cool. (laughs) And I just thought, like, that's the anti-Jonesy mode. Uh, I love it. This is what we say every time, that there are numbers in every game coming out of people's heads. You just see them in some games and you don't in others. I don't like the games where they show the numbers. But I I haven't mentioned it, obviously. I've still been playing loads of Ratchet and Clank, and it's it's a fantastic game. Fair enough. Nice. All right, well, look. I didn't mention it at all, but it's very, very good. I'm still going to try keep playing through cyberpunk because i do want to get through the story i really am enjoying the story but you know we'll see how long i last um but talking about numbers out of people's heads i want to say that jamie and i was meant to be jamie and jonesy and i but didn't pan out that way but jamie and i played some apex the dream oh yeah the dream we did no, we did not. Oh, no, God Chris that. came second in a match that I disconnected from, and I was just listening to him play on himself. Oh, that was himself. mad. That was mental. Because duos is quite different to trios, obviously. You know, it's it, it's maybe more coin tossy in terms of 
if it's you and another team, is that team comprised of one person or two per, per you know, two people? Uh, it, I don't know. It was interesting. So, so Jamie disconnected and I carried on playing the game, but I was playing very cautious and I got up to just me and this other team, but I hadn't encountered anyone. I was like avoiding everything, just seeing right. how I could go. And the ring was down to the smallest kind of um, circumference that it could be. And uh, I see the one guy jumping around. I'm like, fuck, okay, let me try and go for him. And it's actually two of them. It's like, okay. And they were just playing with me. They were like pot shotting me and, and just kind of like waiting. And me, I was just trying to like fucking sink all my bullets into them. Eventually I ran out of bullets and then they just kind of like punched me to death. This is a bit sad, but yeah, it, it was quite intense going through it because it's like, Jesus. But yeah, chances are I never would have won that anyway. Um, but yeah, playing some Apex. I enjoyed it. I know Jamie's still not keen on it, but then again, you know, uh, not even a handful of hours with some internet connectivity issues, probably not the best way to delve back into yeah. Apex. It's rough actually because I played some duos with you, Chris, and I actually played some trios with Jonesy and Martin from Just Interesting uh, over on the PlayStation. So, weirdly enough, I went from not playing Apex for, <laughs> I think, over a year to playing it for, God, probably about like three or four hours in the past week. Yeah. And um, look, I need to give it uh, a bit more time. I need to give it a fair shape before I draw any huge conclusions. But y- I think I've already shared this with you, Chris, but you know what my, my hot take is yeah. off the cuff. Yeah. And Apex fans cover your ears. But Apex is... Uh, Crazily inferior to Warzone in so many ways. That's the hot take for you. Hot off the press. Uh, wow. I'm not a big fan of Apex either. Wow. I must admit. Well, we are the home of uh, hot takes and trash opinions. I and, mean, uh, that probably was a bit of both, <laughs> depending on who you ask. I don't know. I, I think I think you're right in some aspects. I think um, what Warzone does good, it does really, really good. But I think, by the same token, in different ways. What Apex does really good, it does better than Warzone. I, th- I think there's there's things to take from both games. Yeah, I can agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there's a strange thing. I, mean, I don't know if you if you guys agree, but when it comes to battle royale games, I think Warzone where it edges it for me is when you come across another team and you engage them, and then it's like a firefight. That for me is much more enjoyable in Warzone, and in Apex, it's much more kind of erratic. I don't think it's it's as uh, I don't know. It always feels a little bit more messy in general. It, like it's, it, it is messy, yeah. I'd say. I think, yeah. I mean, I think also like that's because you get elements of Warzone's game design ideas are a lot more streamlined. Even when it comes to things like healing or using sort of grenades or you know whatever yeah. kind of gadget you want to use, like that's something that's far more accessible in Warzone than it is in Apex. And even just that little bit of juggling of like, okay, I'm going to switch from my med kit to my shield thing, and then I'm going to pop that, and it's going to take this long. Uh, given the fact that you already have far more health and shields and the time to kill is far longer in Apex, fights become more drawn out, people healing mid-fight or, like, you know, scurrying away and kind of taking things from another angle becomes, you know, a far bigger part of the process. I think that's why maybe Call of Duty at least feels like it has the edge in those sort of high-intensity scenarios. But, you know, by the same token, when Apex clicks and comes together, um, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. And of course, not not having sort of like the issue of sort of loadouts and the idea of like a, a dream loadout and really, you know, how important custom loadouts are means that 
there's far more luck, there's far more of a role yeah. to Apex, whereas like Warzone, right. if a gun's broken in Warzone, like you're fucked. Everyone's got it, everyone's yeah. leveled it up, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, See, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the whole like the armor in in Apex. I'm not a fan that you can come across somebody. You can just happen to not come across any armor, and someone else is like gold armor all the way, and then you end up yeah. with like a team versus. And you, I don't I'm, know that. Like you said, it's a roll of the dice, which I, I yeah, I'm ca- I'm less and, and funny enough, it's a roll of the dice. I'm kind of fifty fifty on the armor. There, there's sometimes that I like, and there's sometimes I think it's bullshit. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles, fellas. <laughs> th- this time next week. You would know if I have um, beaten the uh, infamous Ornstein and Smo on my Dark Souls uh, playthrough. This time next week. Yeah, because I thought it was. I thought it was tomorrow or today. Well, exactly. Wink, it's it's it, it would have <laughs> happened already. But okay, fine. It, a, a little bit of a temporal space time distortion. <laughs> but yeah, I. Before, this is what Tenet is really about for anyone that hasn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, exactly. Before, before this oh, podcast oh, goes up, I would have had my pre-birthday birthday stream playing Dark Souls, fighting Ornstein and Smo, and either beating them or not. But what I'm saying is that next week, if they don't watch, so if they didn't catch the um, the stream, they will find out what happens next week. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Do you have either of you two seen uh, the meaning of life, the Monty Python? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one sketch set in the school about like which cloak cl- uh, hanger you're meant to put your coat on? It's like, yeah, it's perfectly simple. You put your coat on if you're if you have if an older brother, brother who's playing in the rugby <laughs> then you put your coat on the top hanger and you remove your school. That was like, yeah, if you I tune know. in next week and I haven't already been on this to smooth and this means last week on my pre-birthday birthday stream that happens tomorrow, but right, it's actually look, okay. today Jamie, it's happening. Jamie, you got me. You've you've exposed me for who I am and uh, the laryngitis has infected my brain. Okay. I've got, I've got. A charlatan and a fraud. Do you know what's really great about that I've scene got, I've got in the, the meaning the, of life? The Catherine Zeta brain disease. All right. It's, in that, it's in that scene. If you look really carefully when the camera pans around when it first sort of is, is queuing up on John Cleese, Jamie is sitting in the uh, one at the side. Taking of the, notes. In that class. Because that was a school you went to. That was, that was Jamie's school experience. Uh, do, you want, do you want a true story about the meaning of life? Okay. I used to uh, pretend to my parents, who obviously you know have a far more advanced sense of humour than I ever did growing up, that I both understood and really liked the jokes and the meaning of life. When in fact, I just wanted to see boobs. <laughs> I think that's I think that's probably fair of all of us, even to this day. I would is he, be. Isn't that where he? Isn't that the same sorry. scene where he like gets the wife on? Gets his uh, yeah. The teacher it's on the it's desk like the, it's like old school sex ed, and yeah, they're basically yeah. having sex in front of a classroom of I kids. I don't think that's old school. I don't think they've ever done that. <laughs> no, no, it's but it's like it's fake old school sex ed. There's boobs there. And there's also boobs. There's a guy who dies at the end because he's being yeah. chased by like 100 women who Topless look like they're from, yeah, with a, the, and he falls off the edge of a cliff and then they all go to heaven, I, I think. The question is, why run away? I never understood why he's running away. If he's Would you rather fall that? off the cliff or be smothered? Because smothering sounds great, but it's technically suffocation. Is that what they say, that they're going to smother you if they catch you? I, I, think it, I think it's just presumed when you see the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was. That's one thing I always wondered is why is he running away? If he's requested that, why is he running away? Like, it's so weird. Good but question. Yeah. I, I'd have to go back and watch the film because the only thing I remember is Mr. Creosote. So, 
Oh, yeah. oh fantastic scene. But Jonesy's, you know, stumbled upon something interesting there. If you guys could choose the way you died, A, would you, and B, what would you choose? Hmm. Old age. <laughs> you don't die of old oh, age. You I die would something not want because to die. you're old. I, I, I don't know how I don't want to die, but I wouldn't want to die of old age. That's horrible. Well, I just want to know. I want to be like an old man, yeah, but, I want to be 200 no, I, years I, old, I, I, and I wanted, just go to bed one day and not wake up. I, I, wanted, I wanted to fucking snuffed out. I don't even want any kind of build up. Just because gr- I, I didn't say build up. I said no, go to bed. You have, no, you, have to cho- you have to choose something specific. And go, if you- going old, go, like uh, dying when you're old, that is a 20 year build up to your death. That's like, oh, I've got cirrhosis of the liver, and oh, I've got dementia, and oh, I've got Alzheimer's. Like, fuck off. I don't want any of that. <laughs> no, me neither. Well, then you don't want to get old. You can keep that. You don't, you don't need that. to be old to get some of that shit. I can tell you firsthand. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, the thing is, I don't... I don't know. I think I get where you're coming from, though, Chris, in that, like, it's eight, 80's a good round number, right? Like, you're just about, you know... Oh, you, you think I, that's I, too much, Chris? I reckon, I reckon 76 and I'm out. Don't say that because, yeah. like, now I'm looking at my parents and thinking, like, really, like, seventy six is that when some people want to st- start wanting to die? <laughs> Jesus I, I just, Christ. I just don't want to, I just don't want to poop myself. See, that's that's a fair point. Wear an adult diaper, you'll be fine. Nah, you see, but you're still pooping yourself. Yeah, that's true. I do. I'd probably ask the big man upstairs for a little bit of sneak insight. I'd say, give me the last. To at least tell me the last full year in which I actually enjoy and understand and consume video games. Oh, that would be a nice yeah, way of knowing when you're going to clock out. And then he gives you a, a year so you can work on it and you just know that's it. And then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and then we I wait. tried to drag it out. Yeah, and then we wait for Jamie to come back while his internet then, uh, shits the bed. There oh, he is. he's back. He's back. Hello, buddy. I might be back. It took a little while to get you two back. And do you know what's great? You both froze with your eyes closed. It was like you were two oh, sleeping nice. little babies. Well, we, <laughs> we were communicating telepathically. Uh, all right. Something else that is kind of telepathic communication. I don't know if you remember. I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago when we were talking about dead space. As remember? Mm. Well. Yes. No. But go on. Well, there we are. I, let me refresh your memory. We were talking about the rumors that Dead Space might be getting another installment. And hey, much to the um, the theme for this podcast, the coming back to old news, guess what? Dead Space making a comeback, part two. All right. And I've written here, and uh, let's see if you get the reference. The rumor come out, can Dead Space is remake? I think it was it some article that like ah uh, yeah this is annoying me now yeah yeah it was like a how blog it was like an article blog post I don't have to say like, it in case I'm wrong is it because is it the thing about I'm gonna type it <laughs> was it a thing where it had scraped one of the videos we'd made in our old job no. and um. Yeah. oh is it <laughs> maybe Jonesy's right actually but I'm not saying that either just in case. <laughs> Well, you have in to the look Discord. at the. You have to look at chat. Oh, what? Okay, hold on. This is. Oh game, no, game. no 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 no! Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I won't say it. God, Genuine. I Actually, no, I, I can't even that. ask that no, question. I, I don't know. That, that was a conversation that Jamie had for far too long. Wait, work. it's no, but no, no. I've remembered it now. I've remembered it now. Go on. 
it's not what Jonesy said, but it's similar. Is it about the singer, Mr. Bruno, Bruno Mars? Mars? Yeah, the rumour yes. came out. Can Bruno oh. Mars is gay? Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Can Bruno Mars is gay? But yes, basically, is it true that there is a Dead Space remake coming out? Because before, when we reported it, we were like, is it a new entry? Is it this? Is it that? But yes, the rumour is that EA Motive have a new project and that it is a Dead Space remake. No mention of like, if it's Dead Space 1, 2 or 3, but you'd imagine it would be Dead Space 1. Surely. Right? Yes. So the Mate, idea- no, they're, going, they're going hard. <clears throat> 3. It's Dead Space 3 yeah. getting remade. You know that worst one? Let's, let's redo it. Um, mm-hmm. Fan favourite, Dead Space 3. But yeah, so, so basically a full remake of Dead Space, presumably one, but they would add in new elements, I guess, to kind of update it, keep it kind of, 2021 um there is some kind of backup to this because venture beat uh, and reporter jeff grubb you may have heard of him on this podcast uh is reporting that the rumor come out dead space can be a remake oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh, the the thinking goes that ea saw capcom's success with the resident evil remakes as almost a sign of success um, because you'll probably remember that EA were very at one stage very hard in saying no, all our games that are coming out are going to be games as a service, and then they kind of shied away from single player games. Then um, Jedi Fallen Order happened, sold really well as a dedicated non microtransaction single player game. Rumor has it that they look at Capcom's Resi success and they're like, you know what, we want a piece of that pie. And fair enough, I think you know Dead Space is the way to go. Uh, again with the Silent Hills thing and a side to this is that there might be a new Dead Space game coming out as well like maybe a remake and another entry it's kind of all a bit confusing we'll find out hopefully at EA Play because the idea is that we're getting some hints you know this this venture beat Mm. reporting other outlets of reports as well like Eurogamer to certain degrees but yeah it's interesting what are your guys take on it I mean, I, it's fairly encouraging because I think last time we were talking about the kind of the prospects of some kind of a reboot and the, you know us hoping that we were, they weren't going to try and squeeze out some kind of a Dead Space 4. But then you were thinking about, okay, how do you do a reboot where you take some of the ideas and the philosophy yeah. of the original Dead Space, you know, this lone engineer in this big you know, spaceship and kind of not tread on the toes of the original and so on and so forth. And how do you borrow some of those elements? I think this is a nice way of retreading it. Um, I, I would prefer, and I again, this is just speculation. I know you mentioned Chris that they talked about adding some new elements. Yeah, my personal hope for this is that this is a video game that that treads the line, that walks the line between reboot and remake. If that makes sense, I right. almost in the same way. Um, a potential example I can think of, even though they didn't retell the exact same stories, but what Infinity Ward did with uh, Modern Warfare. Okay, yeah. In so much as they've said, okay, look at all this new technology. We've got kind of like characters and ideas and themes that are really solid and stuff to reasons to go back to uh, because the technology, as you know, mentioned Resident Evil 2, uh, has shown us, like, <laughs> you could do so much more than they did um, back in the day with the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, this is an opportunity to leverage some of the maybe the room they didn't explore, maybe add new characters, maybe flesh out story that comes before Dead Space. I, I, you know, I'm just spitballing here. You but- got it wrong. It's going to be exactly the same game, except they're going to take away that asteroid section. Perfect. Game of the year. Nailed on. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Because, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they can change too much. I think it's going to have to be a polished, not like really nice remake with just making things work a bit better. I don't. I think they'll get in too much hot war if they try and change too much. Um, and they don't have to change too much, right? This, the type of game is they can just update the graphics, update all the text, just make everything work a little slicker. I, do you know what? I would like it if they made it a little less horror-y, but they can't because it's Dead Space. So there you go. You, you I'm just, sure I'll still yeah. struggle to play it. You just want nice space. Josie <laughs> nice wants Dead Space 3. I want live yeah. space. No, I don't want it that far, but I, do you know what? I've got a... Jo- you, know what, you know what Jonesy like, wants? I don't even know what Jones I want. Dead Space 2. I don't want it. Jonesy wants... Lo- <laughs> Maybe. No, Jonesy wants Lost Planet. Maybe Lost True. Planet was was pretty cool. It was quality. Yeah. True. I, I'd be so down for another Lost Planet. Do you yeah, know what? Yeah. Make more games where you're permanently at risk of freezing to death. There, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> All right, but um, this could be. I'll just say yeah. this could be cool. And the, uh, we didn't put it here, but uh, it was confirmed just before we started recording. Bioware came out and said no Mass Effect and no Dragon Age at EA Play in July. So if this is a EA Play circa announcement. This could be their sort of their one big thing, and and yeah, that's cool. I'd take that at this stage. I, I think it's quite a big, you know? a big one more thing for sure. Um, yeah, is it, is it that big as? I don't know though. If they just say, "Hey, we're remaking Dead Space," that does does that feel that big? I would kind of think it's a bit of a damp squib as a one more one. Oh, uh, they're, they're going to have to go in with some, like a gameplay trailer. Maybe would be good. Mm. I think, I think the, the the thing that EA have in their back pocket and something that I hope they use more and more as they take inspiration from companies like Capcom is that they've got that property. You know, they've yep. got those they've got those licenses, they've got those games, those series, and I guess they they just don't go back to them that often. Yeah. And so I suppose when you're faced with the prospect of another EA play that's you know um, FIFA, Madden, whatever dice are making. And then keeping your fingers crossed well, that Respawn have something cool. Battlefield. Well, yeah, this year is Battlefield. And then, you know, whatever Respawn brings to the table and and an indie. Like, it's been yeah. so much of that, and we know there's no Bioware. In that sense, I think it's a pretty decent announcement. Would have been cooler if it hadn't been... Leaked. I'm not going to say spoiled, but leaked, <laughs> yeah. Um, See, I like the idea then, of the old, almost what the... Uh, what. Um, Capcom I can't when Capcom did it but when they kind of went hey it's Resident Evil remake and then it was like and it's the new Resident Evil so if they say this is you know you see the um, it's a Dead Space remake and then they say and Dead Space whatever it's called or they're going to do or they're going to do like when they announced Resident Evil 3 remake where it's like it's the Resident Evil multiplayer game oh yeah and at <laughs> no. the back of it it's like oh yeah and, and we're doing Resident Evil 3 as well yeah no don't I love it. do that Fuck that shit. But yeah, guys. I'll there, take there the is, remake and I'll take the, this is the new thing. Yeah, there, there is some kind of a weight to this confirmed rumor because guess what? The Dead Space YouTube channel has changed their profile pic for the first time in eight years. Oh. Mm. I wonder did, why. Did we, did we find out because they tweeted hashtag new profile pic by any chance? <laughs> yeah, new phone. Who dis? Um, yeah, they used to have a Dead Space 3 icon, but now they've gone reverted back to the artwork of Dead Space 2. 
Uh, Chris, sorry, sorry I, I don't mean to sort of like a, to wreck the uh, reporting you're here, but I've just checked, and apparently they've actually updated it again, and it's now just a picture of some hills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I've just I've just refreshed the Jamie, and you are right. The banner is hills, but the um, their actual profile picture are blue balls. BB. Interesting. Yeah. Hang on, I've got, I'm getting, I'm receiving a little uh, a video message from EA Motives, Kassan Harriman. <laughs> They've also changed the, the name of the game. The it now game. starts with an S. Yeah. And ends with yeah. an L. Sexy anal. Said, said, said spatial. Space. I don't even know. Space. I can't think of any game, any words that end in L except for hill. Um, hill? Space anal. Anal. Right, anyway. Full, spaceful, spaceful, <laughs> spaceful, uh, spaceful, dead, <laughs> said spaceful, what's the one that said dead spa- <laughs> spaceful, space, spaceful, dead space jam, dead space jam, a dead space jam, doesn't start with S, LeBron James is Isaac in dead space jam, I like it. All right. See why you know how are we not the people in charge of coming up with all these ideas because 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 no because if we were in charge of this, whichever studio picked us up, it, it, we'd form a monopoly because no, no one's going to buy any games other than fucking SS Publishing games. I, I love the idea Jesus of us bre- breaking it. That yeah, actually, that's is right. But I do like the idea of us breaking into the industry. And yet we we greenlight projects solely on the basis that the the name of the project is a portmanteau of two <laughs> existing intellectual properties that other people own. I kind of feel I like, like Devolver Digital could get behind that idea. Yeah, Apex Legends of the Fall. Ooh, we're doing it. I'd play I like that. It. I'd play that. All right, uh, guys. The last bit of news we got again, treading old ground because last week we reported on a potential standalone expansion to Ghost of Tsushima called Ghosts of, Ghost of Ikishima. And mm. it's, it's kind of come true, but not in the way that anybody kind of expected. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut um, has been announced. Cool. In it, he just gets in a box. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Turns it over and there's lots of little Kojima heads that pop out. And then, but the Kojima, he opens his mouth and it's Hassan Kazakhstan talking. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. fucking fuck me. Um, no, but I, I don't like this trend of calling things director's cut, but fucking yeah. whatever. In games, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, just call it definitive edition. But anyway, um, it's it basically seems like the PS5 port of Ghost of Tsushima. Well, port patch, whatever you want to call it. Even though they are selling it as its own thing. It will have dual sense support, 3D audio, improved load times, four up to 4K resolution options, safe transfers. <clears throat> there will be an up, update to the uh, kind of was a PVE um, co-op uh, goes to Tsushima yeah. Legends. Then this is where it gets interesting. They are adding in the Ikishima Islands as an expansion, as another area that you can go to with its own story, new enemy encounters, etc. But it's built into this director's cut. Yes. 
So yeah, so that's the expansion part. That's what we were talking about. Like the, the yeah. rumors that we had last week was that it was going to go to Iki, Ikishima Island and it was going to be this sort of like a mini game kind of thing. But so yeah, that is what I guess is is the um, the expansion thing that we were talking about. Yeah, but you have to pay for it. What do you, what do you guys think? I mean, it, it, oh. I, I, like I I feel bad for saying it, but it feels like it's too soon for these kinds of. I mean, I get you got to go from PS4 to PS5 and make a thing of it, but like. Death Stranding said, oh, here's the fucking director's cut and, and Ghost of Tsushima. Like, that game came out last year. I'm all about this. Like, I, I think this is a great... I'm all for more Ghosts. I think uh, it's a it's a fantastic game. I'm, I think the expansion idea is great. Like, I'm, I'm totally into it. I'm happy to play it. I'm, I also am looking forward to the PlayStation 5 upgrade. However, it does get a little grey when you start to talk about the pricing <laughs> and how they've structured this. Like, I d- so I don't have any issue with the actual, um, the actual expansion. Like I said, I think that's great, and I don't have any issue with them saying, "Hey, we're going to do the PlayStation Five version because that's also great." I've got a PlayStation Five. It does get squiffy um, if we try and work th- for people out there who can try and understand this because they keep doing this to us. <laughs> so you can okay, there is going to be a director's cut expansion which you have to pay for, right? So at the moment, it's nineteen ninety nine. So that's how much the expansion is going to be, and you can pre-order that. Um, and so that if, you've released, got, I believe on the- if you've got the original PS4 one. Sorry, yeah, if you have the original PS4, you can pre-order the director's cut, and it will cost you um, $19.99 to add on the, the director's cut version to your existing version. Okay. If you don't, you can just buy it outright. You can pre-order it outright. From the 20th of August, from the date that is released, um, you can then also purchase the PlayStation 5 Director's Cut update, which is another $9.99. So you can pre-order the the Director's Cut and then upgrade it on the 20th of August. If you don't want to do that and you just want to wait and you want to go from the PS4 version that you already have straight to the PlayStation 5 Director's Cut version, it will, of course, cost you $29.99. So... Uh, or the other thing to say is you can just buy it outright for I believe it's fifty nine ninety nine I think if you Man. want to just buy the PlayStation Five Director's Cut version. But I th- I think the, the the it's confusing, but I think there's one option here that you know that obviously they have to put for people it applies to, but I think confuses the whole thing, which is the people going from the PlayStation Four Director's Cut at some point going to the PlayStation Five Director's Cut for nine ninety nine. Really, I think the simple way of putting this is saying, hey. This is going to cost you twenty dollars if you got a PS4, or thirty dollars if you got a PS5. Yeah, and then if you get the PS4 version now and get the PS5 version later, it'll cost you ten. Yeah, I think the only reason it's getting weird is because of the fact that you can pre-order the director's cut now, and then you have to wait for the PlayStation Five version to do the additional who, upgrade. Who, which who cares? Weird. Don't pre-order. Hey, here's a little yeah, uh, don't pre-order. Wait. memo for. No, I was going to say don't pre-order anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm terrible. Did you did you not feel burned from from this the chair that you're sitting on? Cyberpunk? No, not at all. Like genuinely not at all. Chris, is the game so nice? You bought it twice, bro. What are you talking? Yeah, about? yeah you, you're right. I've sunk. How much have I sunk into that game by now? And the chair as well. Jesus, mate. I'm getting. I'm getting. All, no, I haven't got anything else. I was going to say I've got all. But I haven't got anything else. I'm just glad I didn't buy the. Uh, what's it called? The collector's edition. Do you know, in fact, do you know what game saved Jonesy from that pitfall? I can remember this because I've been listening to old podcast episodes. <laughs> have right? you? Go on. Yeah, I have. It was Death Stranding. Death Stranding was the game that Jonesy stopped uh, adding into his sort of his tip jar for the Cyberpunk Special Edition <laughs> to buy Death Stranding ah. outright. 
You're right. And, um, Thanks, Kojima. And I'm not sure. So, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Kojima. That's actually secretly why Death Stranding was Jonesy's game of the year, because he could tell that he's a visionary. Wow. To, to, get, to get back to ghosts, to get back from, yeah. away from cyberpunk, no, I think this is it's a bit weird, like this whole thing, isn't it? I, I also I want to say I think 30 bucks is probably a little bit too much for this um, expansion. It's it's half the so price almost it's, it's of a PlayStation 30 5. $30 from the original version to the PS5 director's cut, yeah? Yes. That's what you're yeah. talking about. I think that's a little bit much for 30 quid, but maybe not. That's what, that's what Jonesy and I would have to... Be- Wait, Jonesy, you own the game, right? Yeah, Ghost, yeah, yeah. A fantastic why, have I, why have I got no memory of you playing that video game? I've got no idea. Oh, yeah, you definitely that's did. so I, weird. I remember. I, remember. I, even, I even made uh, some shorts and uploaded them to my YouTube channel of uh, oh, yeah, those cool little photos. Uh, yeah, no, t- you totally did. My no, bad. like, absolutely. I've, uh, fantastic game. Really enjoy. I haven't finished it yet. It's one that I mean to go back to. Um, I think I don't. I think the only reason I stopped playing it was because a few other things came out, and it's a quite a hefty um, sort of map to work through, and there's a lot to yeah. do, and it is, is a is a cool-ass game. So I am... I'm pretty much... Do you know why I'm saying it's a little pricey? Because I'm definitely going to get it. That's the reason I'm saying it's a little pricey. But you, you see, this, this is the issue that I have with it. It's it's the way that they are presenting and marketing this shit. Because if someone had to say, all right, think about it this way. If someone had to say, here's a, a an expansion for the game and it's going to cost you $30, you'd be like, okay, good. I'd be a little bit like, that's a bit much, but yeah. Still well, but, but you get what I'm saying? But now it's like... <laughs> no, I do, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's almost like, I don't know, it's just muddying the waters. I know I'm we, being we, we, we need to see the value of this expansion, really, I think, because... Yes, that's the... Um, yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah, I think dual sense many, support is not worth $30. Right. And I, I think too many games have already set a precedent for really competently making their game... Benefit from the features that the PlayStation Five has, uh, you know, as, at its disposal. Whether it be one of those kind of patches that improves the PlayStation Four version running on in backwards compatibility, or just outright PlayStation Five patches, yeah, there have free. been a high number of them. High number of them have been free. A number of them have been good. So the idea that you know, the <coughs> sucker punch here are maybe going like a little bit above and beyond what some of those other studios did. It doesn't quite like scream thirty dollars to me. The, this Icky Island expansion really needs to deliver something that is almost worth the price of admission on its own, to be quite frank for me, because I'm yeah. not going to play this video game again. Yeah. Um, if, if they said, if, you know, if they told me it was 12 to 15 hours of additional content on it, the Icky Island thing, then I think I'd say, okay, that's that's completely fair. Well, yeah, yeah because when you say 12 to 15 hours of additional content, you're talking about, like, ironically, given what we were saying last week, a Spider Man Miles Morales, you know? Yeah, exactly. At which, at which point it's like, yeah, $30, no brainer. Yeah. But if it's two to three hours, and really what I'm paying for is a couple of, you know, Armour sets, a couple of additional quests and some. That's what I'm worried about, bro. I'm not, I'm, I'm not happy because then the problem they've got me by the balls here is I don't even have the option to just pay 10 and get a, and be able to because f- I haven't finished Ghosts I think I'm like halfway through I would love to be able to pay 10 and just finish the game out if there was not much in the expansion but I don't have the option to do that you have to pay 30 quid to get the PlayStation 5 yeah, you see, I, well, that well, no. is the tricksy thing you, you, you. no nah, there is no PlayStation 5 um, original uh, like upgrade, it is only, as far as I can tell, mm. there is only the PlayStation Although, Director's Cut. Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima was one of the games that did get a patch so that the PlayStation 4 version in backwards compatibility mode was improved on the PlayStation 5 and ran at 60 frames a second, and I believe at a slightly higher resolution. 
So you would still be playing if you play Ghost of Tsushima right now on PlayStation Five. You're it's playing better. a better version than the yeah. PS4 one. But then Jonesy's right. Like, there's no way of saying, "Fall oh, fuck the Icky Island." I just want to get a few more trophies in this game with the <laughs> PlayStation Five bells and whistles. Like, it's it's basically thirty dollars or bust for people like me and AJ. Mad, mad. And I, <sighs> when Jonesy puts it like that, then yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, it's not but all then, hey, Like we said, it could be 15 hours, it could be more content, in which case, of 15 more hours of content, in which case yeah. I'd be up for that because that was a wicked game, if, if it was good, <laughs> like not if it was trash. Well, what's what's the lowest amount that you, you'd, like hours gameplay-wise, that you'd say that's oh, worth man. it? That's a tough question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, maybe, um, maybe eight to nine. Yeah. If it was a solid eight to nine and it yeah, came out, yeah. it was like, there's a new commander um, from the Mongolian army who's taken over Ikishima Island and you've got this whole new thing where you've got to go over there and you've got to fight him and and it was like, get back into that fight again and it was eight <laughs> to nine hours of solid content, story content, then I think I would, I'd probably like groan and grumble, but I think that'd be okay. <laughs> um, do we know yet? I'm looking it up at the same time just in case, mm. but do we know what this translates to into... Great British pounds. They normally these days it's just a straight it, one for one yes, translation. Yeah. That's tricky. Um, because because well, then twenty five pounds. Well, because then I'm thinking to myself, thirty okay, pounds or twenty five pounds. That's how they usually kind of go, right? Yeah. What what I'm saying to myself is like, okay, let's say imagine this is standalone. A standalone Ghost of Tsushima game arrives in the PlayStation Store, and do I buy it for thirty pounds if it is two to three hours long? No, I wait for it to you know get cheaper. Yeah. Do I buy it for thirty pounds if it's five to six hours long? Like maybe I do because I've paid more for five to six hour long campaigns before. Yeah. You know that's yeah. and it, it it's very tricky. It's very tricky. I generally, broadly speaking, I think it's overpriced, but clearly they're presenting a little bit more here than meets the eye and there are unanswered questions around the expansion itself and can i give you from the playstation things, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me from the playstation blog shall i give you the uh the there is actually a bit of blurb about what you'll be doing on icky island which does that's it. here for sure so this is pretty similar to actually what we were just saying so um uh if you're a history buff you may know it, that in addition to tsushima the neighboring island of icky was also invaded during this time period Today we're excited to reveal that a whole new chapter in Jin's journey is coming and will take place on Iki. In this new story, Jin travels to the island to investigate rumours of a Mongol presence, but soon finds himself caught up in events with deeply personal stakes that will force him to relive some traumatic moments from his past. So, I guess it's what we're saying, but then it's like, how long is that going to be? Is that going to yeah. be four hours, five hours? Is it 12 hours, 15 hours? So, don't know. Man, it's a tough what one. If, what if, what if, just hear me out, what if, it's like Eventide Island in Breath of the Wild, and you go there and you lose all your all your all your yeah. stuff. You're just in your underwear, and you have to get everything you need from the island. That would be cool. I don't know if I ever told you guys, but did did I ever tell you that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla does that? Really? What? Yeah. It does. It does basically, it does the thing. It doesn't quite do it in the same sort of mystical way as the as Breath of the Wild. Okay, but. I think I remember I talked a lot about the time uh, the time about how Valhalla was far more compartmentalized <coughs> and kind of broke the the you know, country down into counties yeah. essentially like old school counties with different leaders that each had their own story arcs that would kind of 
open and shut cases. One of them is you go to, I think it's like modern day, like the far eastern tip of Canada, like these islands out there. Like basically imagine they just oh, sailed weird. across the Atlantic and started hitting some islands. I know. Uh, you go up there to find some dude who I think is like like run away. And basically you're because you're going out there incognito, you essentially uh, don't have any uh, of your weapons or your armor for this entire story arc that's a couple right. of hours long. And you have to like... Uh, work with the native people of that uh, that that part of the world and like get like makeshift bows and arrows and swords and like this whole new armor set that's exclusive to that island. It was kind of neat. Like I don't know, it's like a weird mini Assassin's Creed game within an Assassin's Creed game. Anyway, that's a diversion <laughs> no one asked for. Well, there we go. All right, guys. Um, kind of tied in with the um, the Ghost of Tsushima stuff because we're talking about fair upgrade. And um, Insomniac Games have also added Miles Morales to their list of PlayStation 5 upgrades, but they've just released another patch, I believe, that improves stability, etc. So clearly, Sony are kind of like, you know, how can I put it there? They're kind of putting their fingers down the duvet a little bit more, you know, getting ready for a grab. I feel because what they've done is they've just grabbed an acquisition of both Housemark and I don't know how to pronounce this Nixes, Nixies, something like that, something like that. But studios that they worked with in the past, Nixie Studio is a um, a PC porting company, predominantly a Dutch PC porting company. Um, and there's also been rumors. Well, it's been an interesting one, but. Maybe PlayStation have bought Bluepoint. Um, <laughs> maybe not. We don't know. They <laughs> PlayStation Japan made seemed to make some kind of an announcement saying that, but then they got rid of it. And now if you look at Bluepoint's um, Twitter bio, <clears throat> excuse me, they do say that they are independent. So God knows what's yeah. happening there. Especially strange because it wasn't just like some totally crazy rogue tweet from the uh, PlayStation Japan account, uh, account. It was the one that had the graphic mocked up, that had the Bluepoint logo, and had a, a slither of Demon Souls in the kind of the lineup of you know PlayStation properties. So clearly, you know, something that was very close to getting pushed over the line that then this one asset got out there early, and apparently that deal is not quite as done as it was thought to be in some parts of the world, some offices of PlayStation, but yeah, totally bizarre. Yeah. Kind of crazy. But still cool. Like, I mean, th- these aren't like wild acquisitions. Cause like you said, Chris, they're all ones that sort of worked with before, but it's still, it's still intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd say they're about as intriguing as some of the acquisitions that Microsoft did. You know, you're not talking much of Bethesda's, but maybe you're talking about your obsidian, you know, Right, or like when they uh, acquired like Playground Games after they'd already made fucking four Forza Horizon games, or <laughs> Undead Labs like after they'd already made two State of Decay games. It's kind of like okay, yeah, like this was somewhat inevitable. Maybe the last game was a bit of a uh, a test, if you will. Yeah, like maybe yeah. Sony had a close on return, and we're like, yeah, fine, come on board. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the and then this, yeah. yeah. And maybe this Nixus thing, like if that if they become the kind of the go-to porting studio for uh, PlayStation's first-party titles coming to PC, then that probably you know that cuts out another middleman, and it's you know 
fewer people to outsource things to yeah. and easier to control the quality and the you know so true part part of the blue point rumor that gets expanded is reports are saying that they might be working on a metal gear solid remake Bro, I've heard so many rumors about Blue Point at this stage. Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> well, they're clearly a very uh, talented bunch of developers. You, you know, you know the other rumor that was going around for Blue Point this week: Legend of Dragoon. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I prefer my Dragoon of the Panzer variety, but there you go. I think someone else has done. Did that game ever come out? I don't know if it came out. Yeah, they, they announced it. Yeah, that Nintendo E3 that we were watching on the, the, that live stream, and they announced a new <laughs> Panzer Dragoon. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, pr- maybe it did come out? I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't have its own Wikipedia page, <laughs> which is usually not that good a sign. Vaporware. Do you think this is a sign that Sony are trying to be like, uh, they're trying to follow in Microsoft's footsteps? Is this their first tentative little... little... It, do- it does kind of feel like it, right? With their whole... Well... It's weird because but maybe they're being a bit too. Uh, like, it, it, it's careful. weird because PlayStation Studios was an entity before uh, Microsoft Game Studios as a family of things was and was a thing. So I don't know. It's chicken and egg at this point. But yeah, who's copying who? But then maybe mm-hmm. they thought they were being sort of cautious and maybe they thought they were like keeping it pure by, you know, not sort of expanding too much. But then actually they've looked at what Microsoft are doing and like, we've done it wrong. <laughs> we need to uh, up our game. It's entirely possible. You know things. what? There's nothing wrong with that because it, it is a strategy that could work out very well for them. Um, but there is one question here, okay? With all of these kind of scattershot announcements coming from Sony and PlayStation and that, you know, Team Blue, let's call it, does that... <laughs> Does that mean that we're going to get a PlayStation event this month? Or does it mean that we're not? Because Damn. I'm, like, I'm conflicted on this. Cause yeah. like, um, it, it, it could I, point to either one, to be honest. On, on, like, yeah, there's, there's a school of thought in both directions, right? You could say this is them getting some of the kind of the filler stuff or the kind of the boring stuff out of the way to leave room for games. You could also make the argument that these are the kind of announcements that makes sense and, the, and depending on what kind of a presentation they're putting together uh certainly this time last week when we had the rumors of the ghost of tsushima expansion and we didn't know what it was yet um and then you also had other things like hideo kojima i don't know if you guys have seen but he's been posting his uh photos on twitter again where he's sat in front of a machine that has premiere pro open which means you know kojima's cutting something and, he's and cutting some kind of trailer a herman Hulst, uh Mouse, mouse pad right so like the, the, there's stuff going on um, and like that that was all adding to this idea that I think there were some people who thought and again it seems increasingly unlikely unless things change <laughs> very quickly which knowing our luck they probably will some people thought that something would get announced this week to happen next week yeah. um, again that seems a bit soon now at this stage but I hope I'm wrong uh but then you also have the idea that, like, hey, if you're coming out and just telling people about Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, about acquiring Housemark for just for no reason, just for the fucking fun of it, just for the sake of a tweet, <laughs> that maybe you don't have a presentation in the next month. I don't know. That's, well, I, I, I could go both ways. I've, if you had to put a date on it, what would you think? Because I, 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 you know what I'd say? I can see a state of play rocking by, like, the 15th of August, maybe something like that. I don't think it'll be this month because of EA. August, yeah. That's um. It. 
I, I think I think that's a. I'd love something sooner, and I was really leaning towards something sooner. But I think in the current state of things, I think like an August shout is a perfectly reasonable shout. Um, I heard someone uh, phrase it the other day as before people go back to school. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and I think like that's, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Depending on what they want to show as well, like there was there were rumors that they would be ready to show or unveil some elements of PlayStation VR 2. And if like that's part of your plans, then maybe you do wait a little bit longer and get as much of that stuff ready as possible. I, there I was another... A, I, yeah, I, yeah. sorry, go on, Jamie. I was getting the last thing I said. There was another, uh, again, I hate to use the word, but another insider, um, the, the same insider who uh, leaked the Ghost of Tsushima stuff last week, um, uh, Special Nick, I think is his name, he said that he has been told that God of War gameplay will be at this Sony mysterious Sony event whenever it happens. So, like maybe they're getting bigger stuff roped in, taking yeah. a bit more time. We'll see. That, that's what I was going to say specifically on God of War. If if they've if God of War gameplay is their tent pole for this event, and if God of War is not ready to show, then that they're just going to delay the event, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Maybe yeah. Oh, and maybe, you know, they delay the event, but all of a sudden Ghost of Tsushima director's cut is coming out in August. So and that's the thing wait. that you'd still need a month long run up. <laughs> so they had to bring it out early. And then, yeah. Yeah, because they want to release the pre orders, right? So they can't, they would want to wait until the event. Yeah. So maybe they've yeah. got to pull the trigger. Or they want to show off a Metal Gear Solid remake and they had to buy Blue Point to get all their ducks in there. <laughs> Hang on. The other thing I didn't say about Blue Point, but I will say about Blue Point is. They released, like, arguably still the best-looking PlayStation 5 game, like, eight yeah. months ago. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's <laughs> wait and see. But I don't know how big that team is. Hopefully big enough for two games in quick succession. But it, but it, doesn't, it doesn't take long, right? You know, I, I was reading an article today. Uh, John Romero and Id developed Quake with nine people. There you go. So, Stranger Things... And, uh, and, we we all know how um we all know how game development works is if you hire more people everything gets faster and faster and faster at exact equal rate to the um Mate, it's like, rate, like a ra- paperclips totally do you know that's actually look, there's a thing isn't there um I think they use it for like coding and like uh, I don't know it applies to game design but I think it's from like more the sphere of like computer shit where um. There's a there's like a, a thing where the the more people you throw at a problem, the less efficient the problem solving becomes to the point where it's just <laughs> you're you can throw as many people as you at you want at it at it, but like nothing happens faster. And the analogy they used is if you're running a hotel with fifty rooms and you have one you know uh, like cleaner clean all fifty rooms, that would take a certain amount of time. But if you hire fifty cleaners, they can do one room each, and things happen dramatically faster. But if you hire nine women to give birth to a baby, that baby doesn't, you know, that pregnancy doesn't go any faster. And they say in that case that like game development is more akin to pregnancy than cleaning a hotel. Like sometimes it's like the the problems you add in and the time you add in, like getting more people on board, getting them up to speed, learning tools, sharing projects. And we know a bit about that as editors, right? Like sometimes the more people you bring into a, an edit doesn't actually necessarily make things faster. Mate, the, the number of yeah, times you get a producer saying, oh, if uh, how about will you take half of this and give it to someone else? You're like, it won't help. Like, I'll spend yeah. half the time just telling someone else what I'm doing, how to do yeah. it, and da-da-da. How, how many times yeah. have we been told, oh, you know, just hand it over to someone else? You're like, I'll just fucking do it myself. 
I'll, yeah. just, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> it's going to come back around to me anyway, so I'll just do it myself now. I'd love, I'd love an experiment a, like that. I suppose there's like it's a diminishing returns thing, right? If there's one person working on a game, it's, it sucks and that doesn't work. But if you've got 20 people and it's working pretty well, then going to 40 probably doesn't really help, you know. But, uh, got to be I, wonder, I wonder if there's a video idea in that where like if you were trying to make a video about the importance of having the right people for the right jobs and nothing more and nothing less, where what you did is you had a video idea, you wrote a script, you recorded a VO, maybe you made like some graphics or some elements, and then you went to 15 different people on Fiverr and gave them all <laughs> like a different chunk of the video without us telling them that they could communicate at all. And then you got them all back, mushed them all together, released that as a video and saw if people noticed. That's cool, man. I like that. And that, that, that is the final sponsor of this video, Fiverr. <laughs> Skillshare. Uh, I would, I would hard to say no. Well, there we go. Hard to say no. All right, fellas. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Nice. Hell yeah. Thank you. you. We we padded it a bit in the beginning, maybe unnecessarily with the whole retread on blue box and abandoned. But hey, there's no problem retreading that. It is one of the juiciest little conspiracy things around. It wasn't wasn't the retread. It was the fact that like I... I had this image in my head of like us recording that podcast, like bringing up a few bits and pieces that Jonesy didn't fully know about prior to recording. So he then goes and does his own research on the things that we just brought up and now comes back this week with his own take on the things that he just didn't know, happened to know about last time. Oh no. So that definitely happened, but no, this was, uh, I think some of the stuff was like Newt was, um, stuff that hadn't really happened. Like last week when we spoke about it as well, but yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely, it's definitely not Kojima by the way, Chris. I now have to ask you, much like telling me if you're a cop, you have to be honest. Are you Hassan Karaman? Yes, I am Hassan Karaman. Hassan Hassan Karaman. Masaman Kari. Masan Karaman. Masan Karaman. Masaman effect. What, when Masa, is that? Mas, Mas, <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to guess now that game never comes out. Oh, of course it doesn't. Hang on, boys. I've just fucking done it. What? What conclusion did we just draw about the um, this PlayStation event if it's happening? August. If it's what the what's happening to abandoned? August. Oh, it just shit. got delayed to August. Shit, son. <laughs> oh, I see. And Kojima's mm. working on something. He's on premiere. He's doing some. Kojima's editing, editing a trailer. It's mm. actually that he's all, he's all the pieces. I told you, Kojima. All the pieces falling into place. Do, do you know what they Kojima, should do? With Kojima is Pepe level? Sylvia. Do you know what we boss level if Sony actually did this, which I would love and I would laugh my ass off if they did. If they abandoned, came up, like they did a trailer for a battle, or like a logo, and then they did a, they had a stage thing or whatever they're going to do, and then Kojima walks out and everyone's like, ah! And then he's no, no. like, uh, Hassan Karaman walks out and he goes, it was me! <laughs> it's not the mask. I was going to say, they get Kojima and then Kojima's like, I'm here to talk about abandoned. It's not my game. I've got nothing to do no. with it, but just because you were so obsessed with it. I, I like the idea that there's so much secrecy around all this stuff that um, Konami have actually lost track over who they've given permission to make what game over the years. <laughs> and the big reveal is that actually, between Hideo Kojima's secret abandoned project, Bloober Team, and this mysterious Japanese project, there's actually three games called Silent Hill in development simultaneously, and they're all coming out next year. And they're, and all, it's like, and they're all directed by Kojima. <laughs> He's, he's, he's just, you know. Konami's like Kojima will never work on a game so Kojima's like but my name's uh, 
Hassan Karaman. And then you buy the physical edition, you open it up, and there's only one third of a disc, and you realize that Kojima made the Triforce of Silent Hill games with each of the studios, and you have to buy all three copies <laughs> to bring them together. And it turns out that when you bring all three together and put them in your PlayStation at once, you allowed access to finally play the Death Stranding Director's Cut. <laughs> no, it'd be the PT demo. No, no you, you you put the disc in it. Says no, sorry, this is a is a Microsoft game. You got to put it in Xbox. <laughs> what if what if Hideo Kojima's copyright and trademark workaround is Norm? You can play as Norman Reedus playing a virtual console with Silent Hill running on it <laughs> wow. inside Death Stranding Director's Cut. That would be yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I wouldn't put it past anyway. Me. Wow, there you go, Jesus. Ah, on that one, let's uh, let's call it, fellas. We need a code word and. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot to choose from here. There is a there is a lot to choose from. I mean, we could go shame and say like Dead Space Jam. I like that one. Or Massa Man oh. Effect. Massa Massa. I can't even say that one. Massa- although, although I uh, it did kill me. But Jonesy's um, was it spaceful? <laughs> spaceful, yeah. Dead spaceful. Spaceful. <laughs> I don't know why, it just it gets me spaceful, gets me every time. What, any any of the above. Any of the above. Thank you so much for watching, if you're watching on YouTube, listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, or on internet radio, paisleyradio.com. Uh, message us, say hi, send a tweet, send a comment. and uh, send, a, send a question and then we'll answer it on the show. I liked that when we did that last week, that was good. Okay. Wow. Mr. Producer over here, running the show, <laughs> calling the shots. I drop, get it. Drop us a question. And with that, seeing as <laughs> I've got a question on, for you boys, oh God, here we after, go. after. I just want to end no. this podcast. Yeah, give it to me. Finish. Give it to me now. Oh no. wow. Okay. Wow. We're no, gonna no, keep no. recording. Not like that. But yes, thank you so much for joining us. And hey, if you're listening on the day that this comes out, it's Friday, which means you've got the whole weekend ahead of you. So enjoy it. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.